BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Who's ready? Who's ready? Who's ready? I know you are, Derek Dunn. Who's ready? 270 hours until kickoff of Super Bowl 57. Now, yes. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Happy hump day, everybody. Welcome into Sports Take. We are the preeminent, the show, the goats of what we do. I don't know what we do, but we nah. That's Derek Dunn. That's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis hanging out with you. Yeah. What is it that we do? I don't yeah. know. But that's okay. I don't know. Wait, think, think about this. Yes. Three grown class clowns get to sit here daily and jaw jack each other about sports. And, you know, we're married to women who are upstanding citizens and they have three husbands that they look at and say, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a beautiful world, isn't it? I think they'd say that no matter what we did. <laughs> uh, my wife what is wrong with that you? For, uh, ever. Yes. yes. And so are my kids. But, you know, Rob, um, I sent you a text a little while ago and, and, and I said, look, here's the best way you now. Obviously, we can't show the video and it's nothing, nothing lewd. But I thought it was funny. Yes. And I said, and if you want to call a lot it, of states and it's legal in a lot of states now. Yes. Um, you I'm, smell weed now? Oh, you had to bring that up. So for those of you wondering, I'm on Twitter and I see this caption about some company, you know, that sells this great grade of, of weed. So Rob, being as jacked up as he is, I said, hey, Rob, if you need something to calm your nerves next week, you know, I'm looking out for you. That's yes. all I said, you know. Yep. Yep. But, you know, Just Rob, for medicinal purposes. Hey, you know what? People have been using it for medicinal purposes since I was a teenager before that. So now you can legally use it for medicinal purposes. Exactly. I told yep. you, it blew, it blew me away, you know, as, as one, it wasn't that long after we became illegal. I'm in Colorado uh, covering the Eagles uh, on uh, Eagles and Broncos, and it's Saturday before. We're driving around, heading to a restaurant, and I notice at various stops, I see these buildings. They look like banks, you know, with drive-through. Right. They drive-through windows. You can get your weed. I was like, 
Now that's ingenious. <laughs> that is smart, man. That's a good way to go. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's better than stopping by the the local dope dealer. I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but now the the local dope dealer is legal. Right, right, right. No, he's not legal. Actually, he he. <laughs> it's legal if you partake, but him making money off of it. Uh, well, if he files taxes, not is taxed is not legal. Yes, <laughs> if he's yes. filing taxes, so we will not, we'll not, we'll we'll not reveal any names of those folks. But that's all now, right. Yes. So John Dickerson, Degon, weed for when you want to chill and grill. That's right, man. That's a good point. Well, see, Rob doesn't. I grill, but Rob does not. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, ever since he told me that horror story of putting charcoal in a, in a, in a, in a gas grill, it happened. I'm just happy my man's here to tell a story. Cause that could have been combustible. There were some eyebrows. He was like, what's that smell? You know, and it was like, <laughs> there, was I, on fire. Still, I'll never get over that one. That was I, close. I, I, it was a close call, man. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. See, so, Barrett, you continue to work with someone in a different arena. You learn things daily about people you didn't even know. <laughs> Think about what we've learned about each other since last April that right. we didn't even know. Yeah, that's right. true. You know, we sure. cross paths at work um, and, um, you know, we, we do our thing and, you know, we hang out, we laugh, we chuckle, debate sports. But in this format, this arena, it has opened a whole new door in terms of me looking at both of you and saying it. I don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> That's good. We keep each other guessing. Bro, it's, 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 it's definitely positive. a pleasure. It's definitely a pleasure working with you guys every day. I mean, I, I need to get away sometimes. So my getaway is from 12 to 3 every day. That started off sounding like a goodbye <laughs> for a second there. And they were like, it's been nice seeing you guys. Like, right, right, right. I need my I need my out my outlet, and you guys just happen to be my outlet. Now that's just saying the character of you guys that I use you guys as my outlet from the world. Yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of messed up, but you know it is what it is. We're therapeutic, man. That's right, right, right. We're here right, for you. Right. All right, so a couple a couple things to hit. Uh, there, there's gigantic NFL news, which we'll get to in a minute. This one is 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 nothing good about this story, but uh, got to let everybody know what's going on. So, Eagles reserve offensive lineman Josh Sills has been indicted on rape and kidnapping charges in his home state of Ohio. Now, he's 25 years old. He's been indicted in uh, Guernsey County, uh, Ohio, uh, common police court uh, grand jury on one count of rape, one count of kidnapping, both first-degree felonies. According to the press release, the Ohio uh, Attorney General's office, um, these charges stem from December of 19. So this goes back a little bit, guys. Uh, engaged in sexual activity that was not consensual, held a victim against her will is what's stated. Uh, Sills was issued a summons to appear in court in, on February 16th. That's four days after the Super Bowl uh, in Glendale with the Eagles. So he was signed as an undrafted free agent out of Oklahoma State this past spring. Uh, he's finishing up his rookie year with the Eagles, and he has been inactive for the two playoff games thus far. So, look, I, I don't – again, we always – when we're talking about these kind of stories – there's two people who know what happened, uh, and and those people, and, and the the let the jury play itself out, like the legal system do its thing. We don't know. Uh, it's certainly not something that you want need if you're the Eagles. Generally, you don't want to answer these questions. You don't want to have to put out a press release. You don't want distractions if you are a head coach. And I'm not making light of what the situation is. I'm just saying from a team perspective. This is not something you want to be hearing, you know, 11 days before the Super Bowl. No, no, no. 
the the easiest way to squash that for right now is to take the politically correct approach from the organization and basically say we are aware of the situation and will not have further comment until further investigated yep yep you well know. said well said if we if we hear anything else if there's any more that's happening yeah we'll pass it along but just just to put it out there all right that's that from an eagles perspective. more than likely they're gonna let them go just to get the distraction away, they'll probably let him go. When I mean, you're a 53rd man on the roster, right, right, you got enough. Whether you're guilty or not is not what the team needs. They yeah, it's not worth it to them from a team aspect. He's not giving them that much worth, right? Uh, but I mean, it's this, this, the you can't get caught up like that, man. You can't, you can't, not you know, guilty or innocent, whatever it is. It's just not what they need as of right now. Going into the biggest game of everybody's life right now. Well, supposedly this story is four years old, and why does it surface itself now? Now, from what I read, well, the, back in his hometown, they did an article on it that was released this past Sunday. So that was three days ago, and six hours after the fact, all of a sudden, uh, the young lady uh, came forth, said something. I have no idea what. Uh, so now it's a story. Um <clears throat> We, you you said you said cut him now, Barrett, and you know not to disagree or or to agree with what you said, but no, I'm not saying I I would necessarily. Oh, oh, oh. I'm saying the the, the 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 organization, the organization, yeah. But is that fair until they get all the not fair at all? You know what I mean? Nope. Until yep. they get all the information available. Now, granted, if it was a frontline player. Oh, the, I tell the shields of protection would circle that player immediately. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, but but under the under the umbrella of innocent until proven guilty, um, yeah, and I'm and I'm not I, I'm not disagreeing with you, so don't think I'm disagreeing with you. I think it would be unfair to this young man until it's further investigated. Yep, you know, and, and I and I say and I tell you guys this all of all the time, as a as a husband and a father of two daughters, I don't condone any type of violence or abuse towards women. You know, but uh, you have to let the due process run its course before you make a definitive decision uh, like that. I, I, that's that's where I feel. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, well, look, as I said, we'll, we'll, if we get anything further, we'll, we'll pass it along uh, as far as that goes for sure. But uh, moving on from that, the, the big NFL news is Tom Brady, a year, ironically enough, a year from the date last year where he announced his retirement, is retiring again this time. He says for keeps uh, the couple different accounts that I read where this year just wore him down, beat him down. And despite what some people thought uh, by the end, he, he knew it was over. Uh, he did keep this one on the down low. He didn't get scooped by Adam Schefter or anybody else. Uh, he made the announcement, uh, put it out early this morning. He apparently let the Bucks didn't even tell the Bucks until 6 a.m. So he told the Bucks at 6 a.m., released that. A couple hours later, released the video that he was retiring. It's just, it's just basically a almost a selfie, right? Uh, where he's got a you know a cell phone and he's just short and sweet. He said, you know, I did the whole long drawn out thing last year. I already played that card. I'm not doing it again, but I am retiring this time, and it's for real, etc. So, Tom Brady done. If you look at the uh, the resume, pretty unprecedented. 23 seasons, seven championships, five Super Bowl MVPs, three league MVPs, mm -hmm. 89,000 passing yards first. 649 touchdowns first, 13,000 playoff yards first, 88 playoff touchdowns 
first. I mean, we, we could go on. We don't have enough time, honestly. But uh, Tom Brady officially retiring. And the Eagles, the last team to beat him in a Super Bowl. How about that? How about that, Eagles fans? <laughs> Boom. You know, I always say that the one of the biggest forms of flattery is when a player has a tremendous volume of success and he's hated by everybody who is not a fan of that that team or that individual. And let's face it, everybody who's not a Patriot fan hates Tom Brady, but you cannot deny what he has accomplished as a sixth-round draft pick in the National Football League. And if it wasn't for the fact that Drew Bledsoe got hurt, you know, who knows if we would ever have been talking about this Tom Brady guy the way we have uh, over the course of his career. But seven Super Bowl rings, we know players that have two and three. I don't think we'll ever see a player garner seven Super Bowl rings again in, in a lifetime. And, you know, he was associated with the cheating scandal and stuff like that. But for the most part, he has lived a pristine life outside of the outside of the divorce stuff, which I'm sure really wore him down emotionally and psychologically in a lot of ways going through that. But think about it. He has lived a life many of us will only dream about. Okay, you you I just saw a stat that said he made three hundred thirty three million dollars in his NFL career. His contract with Fox will net him three hundred seventy five million. Who does that? Oh, my God. You have seven rings. Uh, You've been to 10 Super Bowls. You were on a team that was the king of your division for like 15 consecutive years. You will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. You have racked up yards and stats that nobody can even begin to comprehend. You have a home that is like an airport. You know, if you've seen this house in Florida, that house is ridiculous. Um, He had a house in, I believe it was in the Hamptons at one point. Um, You know what? You can, you can hate on him all you want, but you have to respect what he's able to been able to accomplish as a professional athlete. I I respect how hard he worked. You know, he pushed people to be better, you know, we always saw the antics of him getting in people's faces and yelling on the sidelines and all this stuff. He did it for years in New England, did it down in Tampa. But he is ultimate competitor, you know. He's mm-hmm. the kind of guy that hated to lose the tiddlywinks. Right, right, You know right, what I'm right. saying? Yeah. I have no problem with that, yeah. you know. I have no problem with that at all because he got the most out of himself and his teammates every time they stepped on the field. No question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, there's no doubt. And, and – you know, to do it for as long as he did it. And I know it's a different era where quarterbacks don't get hit like they got hit, for sure. And that that has to be brought into the conversation. But to do it for 23 years in the NFL is insane. It's insane. And, and think about he lost one full year when he suffered a knee injury. Uh, right. early in the, he lost one, I think, 07 or something like that. Yeah, he was 31 when that happened. You know, Jeez. look at what he did think after he that. came back. He was yeah. 31, and that was back in 07, 08. That's right. Bro, he has more rings than, than, than the Eagles six times <laughs> over. My goodness. <laughs> Jeez. It's the whole true. organization. It's true, That's man. It's crazy. It is crazy, man. It is crazy. So, I, and you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I know people are cynical. I, I do believe him this time. I think this year beat him mentally, emotionally, physically yeah. down to the point where I think he just realized, all right, enough's enough already. So, I, I believe him. If he, if he comes back, throw it in my face. But I believe he's, he's done this time. So yeah, I thought the, the emotional ending on that video said, you know, he said he went through the emotions last year. He said, I'm not going to do that. But you could tell his voice was starting to crack a little bit at the end yeah. of that short video earlier this morning. You know, you're 45 years old, man. I mean, that 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 still just blows me away. 45 years old playing at a high level in one of the most difficult sports on the planet to play. Yeah, right. I agree. It's a hard it, thing. 
And yeah. even though they changed the rules to protect the quarterbacks, I mean, we still see quarterbacks get injured all the time. Shoulders, elbow, up, rock party. Mm-hmm. We see it happen all the time, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and for him to, to to stand the test of time and to do what he's done, I mean, it, to go from one team and the very next year win a Super Bowl of the team you picked, Amazing. I mean, who does that? You don't. This is this is storybook stuff, man. You know, I mean, you know, kudos to him for what he's got. I hated Tom Brady. I hated the New England Patriots. But every time he was in a big game, I had to watch because Tom Brady was on a football field. Mm-hmm. Had to watch. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, all right, so Brady uh, hangs it up, and you know, we'll again, we'll we'll uh, we'll see if he stays hung up. I think he will. Uh, big news around the league, also with a couple of coaching hires, guys. Let's start with uh, Sean Payton. Comes out of his one year away from the game, he goes to the Broncos. Now, uh, the Broncos had to compensate New Orleans because he was under contract with the Saints through twenty twenty four. So the Saints give up a first-rounder this year, which is 29th overall, and a 2024 second-rounder. They also give back a third-rounder in 2024. He's expected to become the highest-paid coach in the history of the NFL. So let's start on that one. Um, look, I you gave a lot up, but I get it if you're trying to get this thing right with Russell Wilson. What's interesting about Wilson is, guys, as bad as last year was, and it was bad, when they fired Nathaniel Hackett, the last two games, he started to look like Russell Wilson for a second. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you bring in a Peyton to go with that defense, which is nasty, okay, Denver can flip this quick. Very it's, quick. I'm, I'm okay with it. I know a lot of people don't like what they gave up, but I'm okay with it personally. Um, last night I looked at the at the roster. I went to uh, overthecap.com to look at the roster that that Sean Payton is inheriting and just looking at his core players you start with Russell he's got all three receivers coming back Jerry Judy Hamler and of Courtney Sutton two running backs Chase Edmonds and Javante Williams Mm -hmm. he's got Patrick Sertain Randy Gregory Justin Simmons and three-fifths of the starting offensive line the the two two guards in the center and the two guards were drafted in 2021 and 2022. Plus his kicker, you know, Brandon McManus is not a bad kicker. He's got so he walks into basically a gold mine of riches. Yeah, I mean, he's got a, he got a Kansas State guard blocking for him, man. Yeah, yeah. Reisner is Reisner's a guard. You know, he plays uh, yeah. he plays left guard. He's yeah. he, Kansas State guy, man. He's 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 walking into some good shoes. Yeah, you know, and and if anybody can turn <laughs> Russell Wilson around, I can see Russell Wilson now playing a lot like a system like what Drew Brees played, a shorter quarterback taking deeper drops, rolling outside of the, the tackles to see the lanes better. And I can see Russell. Russell made his claim to fame doing that a lot in Seattle. Kind of lost it most of this season trying to play whatever the system was Nathaniel Hackett wanted him to play. But Sean Payton's offense predicates on the quarterback, especially a smaller quarterback, getting outside of the pocket. And I say right now, as good as that offense was in, in New Orleans – He's got better weapons already in Denver than he had in New Orleans. Uh, yeah. No question about that. No question. That's crazy. I mean, he he he, had, he has better weapons than he had even when he was with um with uh Seattle. What cuz they got they have two great receivers up there who but they didn't win in like any championships with them, Super Bowls with them, but he had two really good ones in Lockett and um and um DK. Yeah. But look what he has here. You know, he has Cortland Sutton uh Sutton. He has uh, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, 
He has guys that can run routes, that can get down the field. Um, Montrez, uh, Montreal, Washington, really mm-hmm. good um, rookie. They, they have come up through the ranks. Then you look at the running back situation. You know, Devontae Williams can tote it. Yeah, he can. So now, you know, they, I mean, they, they've got some, they got some, you know, some growth to do with, with them. But they learn Sean's system. This this will be great for him. This will be a great thing for him. Yeah. No, it's a it's a good move. Now the other one is <clears throat> Tamiko Ryan's, which is we've been talking about this for a couple of days now, ever since the Eagles eliminated the 49ers. He goes back to Houston where he started his playing career, uh, goes to the Texans, smartly gets a six-year deal, by the way. None of this nonsense where you're running a guy out after you know one year or whatever, but he gets six years. But he goes back. It seems like a really good fit there, guys. And they're in good shape with the cap. They have are they the first pick or the second pick? First second pick. pick. Second pick. Yeah. Second pick overall. Uh there are some pieces on defense. They're not great. I think they're I mean, we're good at really good against the pass, I think, and bad against the run. I had to check they were that. last in the league against the run, 170 yeah. yards a game giving up against yeah. the run. So he steps into a situation where he's comfortable. He's been um and they're they're gonna put a good support staff uh with uh, great hire. You know, well, great they're hire. so they're so young too, man. Yeah, they are. But who um, better to go in, Barry, and fix that porous defense than this dude? He's a native. He's a son, not native son, but he is one of their own. This won't be a one and done year uh, type contract for this dude. You know, bro. He goes in and he inherits an offense. You know, like they got to find a quarterback. But yeah. you know, remember uh, uh, what's his name, Damian Pierce? He was yeah. toting that thing. Yeah, man. Um, They've got uh they've got uh John Mitchie. Remember he was hurt. He came back. Now he's healthy. He had he had uh, uh leukemia. He, he, not hurt. Not hurt. He was yeah leukemia. Yeah. yeah. Um defensively they got Derek Stingley in one corner. Um remember he was LSU first round pick. They got mm-hmm. um um what's his name from from um from what was it Baylor Jalen Petrie the safety mm-hmm. he's there. They got Christian Harris. Remember him from 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 Bama. Bama yeah, yeah. yes bro they're. <laughs> He's inheriting some a young team, but if he can get them guys going, man, I want like I want to know who his coordinators are going to be. Uh, but you know, he I mean, he got a nice little nucleus of young people to, to, to start changing things around. Mm-hmm. Well, he walks so, into a great situation. They have two first round picks. They have the second and the twelfth overall picks. Right. So they'll get their quarterback and they'll get a primetime defensive player to anchor that to, to further enhance that defense next and year also. You yes. have the next they got like right. two first rounders also. And and they're roughly going into the offseason uh a little over 40 million in cap space. Mm. So they can add some serious pieces to this equation uh right away. But you're right. The key is who is his offensive and defensive coordinators going to be? Right. No matter who it is, he's going to be overseeing the defense. You can guarantee that. Right on. Exactly yeah. right. So. Yeah. Yeah, good. Well, look, good hire by them. So there's two gigs still open uh, right now. The Colts are one of them, and they will interview Shane Steichen uh, coming up uh, shortly. It'll be the second interview for Steichen. Is uh, that Saturday like, or something? Yeah. <clears throat> it looks like John again it's staying put, guys. Yeah, and he even said it after the game, mm-hmm. and he said as much. But, mm-hmm. yeah, the other, other opening right now is still Arizona. But that's, you know, so – that's a good thing. You know, if Steichen doesn't get that gig, you're going to keep both of your coordinators after either getting to and or winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So yeah. great news for the Eagles. Well, it's funny because Arizona kept Vance Joseph there. You know, Vance Joseph was a, he was their head coach um, a while back, wasn't he? Well, no, I know he's the Texans head coach. I think he went to. I thought he was uh, Arizona also. Denver, Texas. I thought he was Denver. He's Denver. Yeah. 
for a, for a short stint. I that's right. That's Denver. right. Denver. I thought it was the Texans also. No, he was just a defense coordinator there. But he's still there. Maybe they, you know, entertain him. Maybe they're going to interview him. Yeah. Well, let me ask you guys this from the Department of Conspiracy Theories. Shane Steichen getting his second interview with the Colts. Do you think Nick Sirianni gives a glowing endorsement to that organization since they gave him a chance? Or because of how he feels about Frank Reich, and he was very uh, demonstrative after they beat the Colts, do you think he says, Shane, I don't think you want to go there, man. There's too much craziness going on there. How do you think it's perceived? Because you know Steichen's asking him any and everything he can about the owner and about the organization and the city and the fan base. Um, I wonder how that plays out. It's an interesting thought, Derek. You know what I mean? You're right. You laid it out very well. Like it could go one of two ways. Like when when Andy, I believe, I'm trying to remember what the timeline was. Did he go to the Colts from the Chargers, or was he? Did he go directly there from the Chiefs? I don't remember. Whatever. But who? Andy Sirianni. Oh, Sirianni. Uh, he, when he left the Chiefs, he went to. Was it? Did he go to the Chargers? Because he. That's where he. That's where he was with Steichen, right? All right. So he ended up. He went Chiefs uh chargers yep then colts okay so anyway he but he, yeah he went there and, and moved up the ladder and became an offensive coordinator right i mean he was a the o coordinator from 18 to 20 he could either view it as hey i'm thankful or they screwed my guy and i i don't know hmm. i see i don't think this sirianni strike you was a guy who would like poison the well for steichen no i don't think so i don't think i, don't so think, I, don't, I think I he would think, say dude you know. if you get a head coaching gig man go for I, it man. i can see him saying that but Man, that's just – I mean, I know there's only 32 jobs like that in the league, but, bro, dealing with that type of circumstances and, you know, everything, like, what – I mean, this is a head coaching job, so I, I, I ain't going to say that. But, you know, still, almost, man, dealing with that type of owner. And will our owner entertain it? I'd hate to see Steichen going into a situation like Lovey Smith and David Culley went into, a team that was a mess. Nobody's really, you know – steering the ship and then one and done. I don't think that would happen to Steichen, but you know, who who's who's the quarterback for that organization right now? <laughs> there is a that's, the answer is foremost, no one. Yeah. First of all, you know, who's your quarterback? I mean, that's where it all starts. Who it am is. I grooming to run the kind of offense I want to run? The the problem too you have, Derek, if you're one of those teams like the Colts, yeah. Brady retiring just opens up another void for another team also. Yep. Absolutely. Whether it's Tampa, whether if you thought Absolutely. if you were the Raiders and you thought you were going to get him or whatever, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks right now. Yep. You know, and it's going to be this is where it's great if you're the Eagles. You're sitting there at 10, desperate teams are going to try and get up and get college quarterbacks. Yeah. And you could get yeah. a real haul for where for that 10th pick. You really could. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Um, I think where's uh let me see what a Colts they are pick number right four. Now. Colts pick four? They pick yep. for Colts pick. Oh, they don't. The then they don't need to move. They don't yeah. need to move. No, no, Second I'm not round. saying them necessarily. I'm yeah. saying there's gonna be there could be other teams. But oh, yeah. other teams. Okay. They yeah, could they like need- they could. I think Stroud may be there, or it depends if people are scared off by Bryce Young's size. Either one of those two could very well be there. I mean, for them. Well, Chicago's. Let's see. Chicago has one. They're not going to take a quarterback. No. Houston will. Arizona will not. So Indianapolis will have their pick. The only team they have to worry about is who Houston takes. Yeah, you're going to have one of the first two. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. So, you know, if I'm staking, you get to sit behind closed doors with the decision makers and say, okay, here's what my here's what my offense is predicated on. Here's the list. Now, supposedly, supposed to be a good year for quarterbacks. 
But we've heard that before. We've seen a lot of busts come across, come through that revolving door. Mm-hmm. But this supposedly is the year for quarterbacks, and this is the kind of quarterback that I need to run my offense. Now, yep. we understand you're giving me time to develop this guy because you can't expect a rookie to hit the ground running. But if we get this kind of quarterback and we got a decent defense already and we get a little better in the receiving department because we got one of the premier running backs in the game already in the backfield and a decent offensive line, we can do some things in a couple of years. All yep. right. Yep, that's good. Here, here's, here's, here's something that's better. Guess who's coming up next? Lane Johnson. Yes. Pave My the boy's lane. Back. Dave the lane, the most dominant tackle in football, will be on our show next. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because finding the right person, a trustworthy person, a person that knows what they're doing with your finances can be a real challenge. I know it took me a long time, but I got the right person, and I want you to have that right person as well. I can tell you from personal experience, that Jim Murray is the best in the business, whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. You might have a small business. You're trying to set up your employee benefits. It's another resource that Jim can help you with. I've addressed it by IRA, my 401k rollovers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You can email him as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's Murray dot Jim at principal.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 
58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We are. We are back. Yeah, sorry for a little technical issue there, guys. We do apologize. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Without further ado, we appreciate his patience. The man himself, Lane Johnson. Lane, first off, man, thanks for taking some time, and congratulations. I know there's one more to go. It's not a done deal, but congratulations on getting to the big game, man. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, sorry about last week. Uh, time you know it took us up after the game so we're on the field for a while i didn't get back to the locker room until late late but uh making it up now it's good to see y'all yeah you too lane you too hey hey, man um you know i love you like a stepbrother but (laughs) i I gotta say this and i've said it time and time again this dude ain't playing with a full deck man there ain't no way on the planet somebody's supposed to be playing the game of football with a rip growing how in the world are you doing this Man, one uh, one play at a time, really. Uh, you know, I got a lot more confidence whenever uh, I heard that, you know, Cam Jordan with the Saints played with it. So, I knew it could be done. It just, uh, yeah, that helped. And then, really, just the training staff and just staying on the rehab. Uh, so, that's really really it. Just been focusing on that. Lane, I noticed, I noticed the Giants game, you, you kind of, you, you, a little bit early, you kind of look like you were feeling it. What happened there? And it seems that you're not going wood. Everything's been great. You haven't allowed a pressure, a hit, a sack since, and you have it all year, by the way. Uh, but did anything happen there? And and how were you able to overcome that? Um, trying to think. Yeah, I mean, really, I think that was the first bull rush that I really had. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. The first half against Thibodeau. So like, I did movement in in practice. I did run blocking. I did pass blocking. But nobody really like tried to run down the middle of me. And so. Mm-hmm. After that initial hit, I was like, uh, I was going to see how it responded. Uh, but after that, I felt like um, it eased up on me. And I felt like I was better in uh, the 49ers game far as not worrying about it as much as I did the first game. So, um, yeah, that's really it. Just, just a crazy two weeks. Woo. Bro, I tell people, you know, because I, I did the same thing. I did it two years in a row, but I didn't go to the extent of ripping as much as you did. And um, – you know, I was also a backup, so I didn't play on Sundays for the most part. I go in and on PAT, uh, you know, maybe a goal line tight end every once in a while. So I didn't really get, you know, substantial time. You played every single play. And yeah, you yeah, doing you, that. Like it, feels, it feels weird. It's a weird yeah, feeling. Yeah, exactly. But the way this offense runs is with you and Jordan being on an island, you know what I'm saying, every single pass play. And, and can you can you kind of give them the magnet? I try to tell them, you know what I'm saying, what it is to play in an offense like this where you two are by yourselves all the time so you could do, you know, protection with the guys on the inside. But every single play, pass play, you guys don't get chips. You don't get help. I needed a chip and the help, man. But, you know, kind of explain to them, you know, how hard that is every single play, knowing the NFL also knows that you guys are manned up by yourself. Yeah. Uh, I mean – just knowing that, I mean, everything for us. Oops, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, 
Everything with us is about, is about set lines and obviously getting off the snap. Like any great tackle, any great guard, really any great defender usually starts with the first, um, you know, who's getting the jump on the on the snap of the ball. Um, but it's all about set lines and not getting too much distance, you know, from your guard where they can beat you with games. So it's like a, it's a game within a game. Um but a lot of it, man, it goes down to uh, communication, um, you know, identifying the fronts and uh, making the calls. You know how it is. Once once the bullets get flying, it's all about hearing, hearing what the center is doing and communicating down the line. Lane, how about for you? Because you lived through the Super Bowl experience. How big is that with these two weeks? I mean, we got 11 days until game time, right? Knowing how to go about it, how to go about your business, what's the onslaught once you arrive in the city and all that. How big is it for you that you've been through it before? Uh, you know, what I realized is that, uh, you know, they kept us pretty busy. So, you know, having the meetings and having that and really uh, ignoring the distractions. Um, you know, I think the family, a lot of people's families don't come until Friday. So it's really about, uh, you know, getting your work in. Um, but you'll have plenty of time to enjoy it along the way. But just remember that it's a business trip, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lane, which was more fun in terms of the journey? 17 or this year, 17, you guys lose a lot of key players along the way. Yeah. This year, you had to integrate a lot of new players along the way. Which 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 journey was has been more fun? Yeah, every, uh, you know, every team's different. Every season's different. You know, there's nothing like the first time. Uh, but I felt like now, going in it five years later, I just, I just remember, like, I didn't take any pictures. I didn't, you know, <laughs> I needed – do a better job of documenting and, uh, you know, enjoying my time with my guys because that's really what it's all about uh, is that and you, you realize that the years fly by. So, uh, yeah, just trying to trying to get some memories with the guys. Mm. Well, let me ask you this, man. How is it playing with a guy like Jalen, man? Because I've never seen a quarterback as um, – I've never played with a quarterback as, 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 you know, calm, cool, and collected as him. You know, even I played with Big Ben, and Big Ben was, you know – he was a hoop playing with him, bro. He, you know, he was, he, you know, he was, yeah. he was, he knew he was good. Jalen kind of yeah. said, you look at Jalen, you know, a few times we've crossed paths and I've talked to Jalen, man. He seemed like, man, he has all together kind of wise beyond his years. Yeah. I just think it comes from, you know, the wisdom. I think, you know, his dad was a coach. He was around football since he was little all his life. So I just think he's had a lot of poise, you know, probably because he's been the quarterback his whole life. So he, he learned well, um, but man, a, a lot about this game is is body language, um, you know. For us, I mean, for, for really anybody, and I feel like he carries a confidence with him, um, and he says a whole lot without having to say a whole lot, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and and while you're in it, you just appreciate how guys work. I mean, the the season's a marathon, so you so you see guys' habits, you see how you know how they attack the process, because you know that's it gets around. Week ten and week eleven, a lot of people check in or check out, and can you maintain, you know, the routine? So that's really goes with him. That goes with a lot of the guys on the team, a lot of the vets. You know, they've had a routine, and now they're showing it to the young guys. And I just feel like we have a good system. I, I know you guys have the the Oklahoma kinship, but how, how quick was it that you knew not only could this guy play, but he was a leader? Because let's face it, you know, he was at first he was backing up Carson. How quick did you know that this guy's a little bit different and maybe build a little, little, you know, special? Uh, I mean, uh, really pretty early on, uh, you get a chance to interact with guys to see how they uh, go about themselves on the football field. And just like I said, I mean, how he's, how he is now is how he was then. Mm. Uh, 
I don't know what he call it, being stoic. I mean, nothing really good or bad. Uh, he doesn't really ride an energy wave. And, uh, yeah, I, I think what people appreciate about him is uh, how he works, you know, how, how physically gifted he is. He's strong. Uh, he can he can make plays with his legs like a running back and, uh, you know, just a special player. But uh, what I like about it is that he's, you know, been the same person through it all. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he – the way he he works and the way he presents himself uh, speaks volumes. Hey, Lane, when I look at the makeup of this team, you have the new, the old, and the young. And the mixture, you know, a lot of times that kind of chemistry doesn't work to the success that you guys have had, not just getting to the Super Bowl, but the stats that you've compiled along the way to get to get there. Can you give us some insight on how Nick Sirianni handles you guys in terms of, when to push you, when to back off, when to give you rest. Um, And we've talked about how he can be one of the boys, but he can also be that authoritative figure when he has to be. That's a rare trait for a coach. Not many coaches can combine all of those different personalities and get what he has gotten out of of a 53-man roster. Yeah, I just think he, uh, you know, he demands accountability. I think as far as coaching style, he's a a great communicator, so – uh, as far as the game plan, uh, making adjustments throughout the week, you know, asking uh, Kels or get different guys on the team, you know, what what are they seeing? So really, all that binds into the to the game plan, and I feel like that's been beneficial. Uh, but just I think uh, initially, you know, how he handled adversity because adversity hit quick when Coach Nick, you know, first started, yeah. um, and so you're just resilient through it all. But like I said, man, there's a lot that can't take place for competitive. You know, being a competitor and and living that lifestyle because that's that's really what he talks about a lot. And I mean, really, everything we do uh, in the building and practice is mm-hmm. is based. On- mm. you, you guys are the number one offensive line in the NFL, bar none. I've been screaming it for the past year and a half, and and you know, it all starts with the guys up front. And going into this game, you got you know some pretty good you know pretty good guys. You know, you got Bolton, the, the linebacker. You got you know, Jones, but man, you guys went out there and whooped Bosa's ass. You guys picked up the little uh, wide technique three when they used to jump outside and you guys double team. All the little idiosyncrasies was in the game, man, because you guys up front, this team is where it is. You know, how, how, how big was the feeling that knowing you guys are the number one unit and can kick everybody's tail whenever you want to run on the ball? Because that's me, to me, that's the most dominating thing you can do to an officer to run the ball and nobody can stop it, man. I mean, what, what, you know, what kind of feeling is that knowing when you walk on the field, you guys are kind of handling things? Uh, well, man, it feels good. Like a lot of, you know, the, the game has turned into a passing league, but I feel like the last couple of years, you know, you, when you go to our practice, you know, now all we do is hit bags. We've been hitting bags for a long time and, right. and running different angles. And, and so it gets real fun whenever you get a chance to do it like numerous times in the game and really, kind of do what you've been doing for a long time so yeah man we just got we got some big dudes up front like i'm a big <laughs> dude you have landon and you have jordan like that whole left side is like mutants uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and then you know isaac and i on the on our side I just, I just feel like uh you know we work well together and then you know our coach our coaches coach roy coach stout they just uh man they're they're uh it's it's game time every day far as in the meetings and on the field uh so i feel like he tries to create like mass chaos in the meeting and make it simulate like a game you know uh so that's really been what his, his style for a long time 
Lane, how about for you personally? You've been doing this for a decade now, man. And and aside from the injury that you're dealing with right now, what's that feeling like? You know, you you're you're at a point where I think from you know from a mental standpoint, you understand everything that's going on physically. I, I know you, how hard you work in the off season. What's it like for you to be at this point where you're you know you're pretty on top of your game right now as far as your career goes? Uh, well, you know, there's a lot that goes in it. I just uh, you know, as you get older, uh, your body speaks to you, so. Um, thing is, is just, uh, working smart, working hard. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really, um, try to make my team better, be a good teammate. And I think as, like I said, I always keep talking about the sense of urgency thing is like, you know, I'm looking at the outlook. I may have, you know, I could play two more years. I could play three or four or five, whatever, either way. I mean, that's not a long time. So I'm just trying to soak it in, enjoy my guys, uh, as much as I can, uh, that's really what I'm feeling. When you're deemed the best right tackle in the game and haven't give up, have, haven't given up. No, 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 no. The best uh, tackle in the game. Take right correct, out of there, guys. <laughs> correction. The best tackle in the game and haven't given up a sack in two years, which is still phenomenal. How do you battle and overcome complacency? Because you do it so well, everybody wants to be that guy that says, I got past Lane Johnson. How do you overcome and win that battle with not getting complacent with what you do? Yeah, I mean, as, as uh, mundane as it sounds, I mean, it really goes down to uh, routine. I mean, at times in the season, man, you feel like a robot. Yeah. Uh, but I also like that feeling because my body, I mean, I feel like it's programmed to do something. Uh, but a lot of it, man, is, is – uh, is mentally, uh, you know, you want to go into every competition uh, with the mentality that you're outgunned. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to uh, a fight and somebody has more ammunition than you. So I feel like that that fear can get the best out of you uh, as far as, uh, you know, making you be at your best. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's, that's really how I feel. Like, yeah, what you said, you can become really complacent and, and you can do that and you can, uh, you can get beat by really anybody. Um, and it goes that quick. Yeah, I mean, very. You know, it goes. The snap counts quick. So if you're not focused, if you're um, not disciplined, um, it, it all comes back in, in the end to to find you, mm. bro. I've defended you guys countless times on. Well, you no, know, you especially. You and Kelsey have this this knack for. You know exactly when he's going to snap, and you get off exactly when he's snapping the ball. It's simultaneous, and I know coaches around the league are looking and say he's got to be jumping offside, but I looked at it, slowed it down. You're getting off exactly when he moves the ball. You're getting out, man. How how have you perfected? Like, I know JP used to do it, but you have yeah, perfected exactly. it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know who JP watched? JP watched Walter Jones. You know who Walter Jones watched? Yes, sir. Hey, probably Munoz. Yep. I don't know. Like, I'm competing with a sprinter the first 10 yards. Like, <laughs> right. My, my rhythm with a center, the center count, like I said, it's the most it's the most important thing in football for I feel like a lineman in general is just uh is that. But yeah, I mean I've done it for a long time, but j just who you were talking about, like all most most tackles, Trent, uh all those guys, great, great off the snap count. I mean, you got to be at the tackle, or you're not gonna, you're not gonna be here long. Lane, is there, I know you stay busy and you're focused, and you've been through this before. But is there ever a moment, maybe when the anthem's playing, or right before, that you kind of pinch yourself, like you know, for the last time around in Minnesota when you guys are taking on the Patriots, that 
damn man, I'm playing in the Super Bowl here. Like this is the pinnacle. Or do you not let that even come into come into the mind waves? Yeah, man, you, you accept it. But uh, I mean, like either way with anything, I try not to get too over emotional about it because uh, at times that can that can distract you. Mm. Uh, but yeah, man, no, like I said, I, I'm thankful. I, I know what moment I'm in. Uh, but also, I just I know it's another work week. Uh, as far as my family gets to enjoy it and 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 uh, fan base, I mean that's what the game is really all about. I'm we, we can we have plenty of time to enjoy it. Uh, you know after we play. Mm-hmm. I've talked to so many players who hate the week leading up to the Super Bowl game itself because of all the outside distractions, the media commitments, and all the circus that goes with it. Yeah. How, how do you feel about that? Do you? Do you like that that extra exposure, extra distractions? Do you wish you could just seclude yourself from everything until that until game day on Sunday? Hey, at the end of the day, the, the fans pay the bills, so it's like yeah, it, this it, you're a part of the promotion. You're the guys on the field, so it's like, hey man, you you wanted it all, so hey, everything's coming. So, uh, yeah, man, just take it as it comes. It's, it's a special week. I mean, every, everybody has to go through it, but at the same time, you get to, um you know, communicate your story, the team's story. And I mean, what else do you want? Mm. You know, how, how good was it, Um, you know, starting out this, this in the spring and, and working against Hassan Reddick, you know, cause Oof, just yeah. like, you know, I mean, I know that, you know, iron sharpens iron, but he found like 10 new pass rush moves from when he <laughs> came here. And I guess going against the best, he's learning from the best. And now he's killing people because he's going against you every day. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hassan had success before he ever got here. Like, what, what is he, the first person to have double-digit sacks in three different yeah. teams? Mm-hmm. So, um, I think he's just a guy who's who's evolving. Uh, who Maybe they put him out of position early in his career. I think they had him an inside backer. Or, yep, yep. But, in a 3-4, yeah. Yeah, kind of like what they did to B, what was uh, BG B- was going. BG yep. with Chip, yeah. Exactly. Yep. 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 So kind of the same scenario. But, yeah, I mean, he's the guy that's so – uh, physically gifted and quick, uh, but yeah, man, he's uh, like I. When I go against him, I can tell. I can tell you, hey, man, this is a dangerous look. This is hard for. This is hard to me to recover from. This is not that. I guess kind of how it is across the board. Like that's how Fletch is with Isaac. That's how mm-hmm. Jordan and, and Limbaugh are uh, with uh, with Kels and, and so on and so forth down the line. So it's like everybody uh, has learned something, uh, you know, along the way. Um, you know. Uh, Lane, you, you've been with Kelsey for so long, man. I, I mean, we see it. We see it every game where he's out in front just killing people, and I'm sure you see it all the time. But what's it like to play with that guy, man? I know how tight you two are. <laughs> yes, I've, I've been sitting next to him for 10 years. Uh, he's just – he's so competitive. He puts he puts so much into the game. Like, uh, um, you know, as good as he is off the field uh, – you know, doing the media stuff. I feel like this is a big year for him. Is is everything's breaking out? Mm-hmm. He just he can't take place for how how competitive they, the guy is. He gets mm-hmm. he gets the most worked up I've ever I've ever seen like a player over little stuff. <laughs> but no, no in, in a serious note, like if something's wrong in the walkthrough or something in the game plan, he takes it so personal. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have no I have no but respect for that. If you ever got this that competitive, that's why. He, he is. Yeah. Obviously, he's. I feel like he's the most gifted center ever, and uh, like run blocking and in, in screen in the screen game. Yes. No, I feel like nobody's ever had that quickness. Nobody, nobody can do athletically what what he's done. But 
I remember him going through adversity. Was it 2000? I don't know if it was 15 or 16 mm-hmm. season. And I feel like that right there made him into what he is today. Mm. He's held uh, together by duct tape and, and bubble gum, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he was like, after he had like his surgery early, I remember he used to get, I used to watch, he would get that roll of white tape and just go around his stomach. <laughs> he used to do it a lot hey lane i know i know kelsey is your boy do you think this is a swan song i mean he's been talking about calling it a career for three years in a row now do you think win or lose this is it for him i don't know i really don't know i mean a part Hmm. a part of me says he wants to enjoy you know what he's worked his whole life for yeah um but at the same time, he's, I mean, he could play at the level he's playing at. Mm-hmm. He could play He could play for forever if he wanted to. Mm. But I don't know. That's a difficult question. Mm. He keeps I, saying yes. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. I, I think he's a lock Hall of Famer. I personally think I'm not blowing smoke. I think you're a Hall of Famer, too. Do you ever yep. think about that for yourself personally? Yeah, I mean, as, as the years stack up uh, – you know, like I said, I always talk about the sense of urgency. You know, I want to, uh, you know, when I look back at the end of the game, I want to say, did I, did I make the best version of myself uh, possible? So um, I feel like, you know, I said this last year, like my prime is, is now through the next few years. Mm-hmm. So I want to milk it, you know, run it till it's run it till it's dry, and then and then go out. So that's that's my goal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I would not want that, you know, to be out of the picture. Mm-hmm. You, you know, um, I know you you got a lot of football left to play, but just just think about it for a moment. As you as you sit here right now, have you gotten everything you've wanted to get out of this game? Um, money, rings, tenure, longevity. Have you have you gotten everything you've wanted out of this game? Yeah, out of the game. Now now my goal is to uh, give back. Is to uh, you know help people to help me along the way. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm in the process of doing that with Kilgore. I'd like to do something for my uh, high school, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to live, uh, you know, stuff around there. So that's that's really what's in my mind. Uh, you know, post football. I mean, I would like to be a uh, to work with guys uh, and, and go that route. I don't know about coaching. Like you said, man, coaching is the hours are a lot more than than the athletes. So mm-hmm. insane. But yeah, I mean, the love for the game is always going to be there. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'll have I'll have plenty of options. Uh, Lane, listen, man, uh, we really appreciate hopping on and appreciate can't, you, bro. Can't wait for a week from Sunday. We're looking forward to it, and and congrats so far on the uh, on the journey, man. Keep crushing it. Yep. Thank y'all. Yeah. See y'all. See appreciate y'all. you, bro. All right, yeah, Lane. Take, Take care, care, bro. Lane. All right. All the best, man. What a great dude, man. What a great guy, Dominic! I, I wasn't just you guys know. I don't. I'm not blowing smoke. That guy's no. a Hall of Famer, in my estimation. Yeah, the, the, the dude you just talked to right now is exactly the same 24 seven. Right. Good old country boy, just loves playing football, um, and just 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 gracious to everybody he talks to. He's like a not. I don't want to say serious version of Brandon Graham, but he's he's like a Brandon Graham. Is that he talks to everybody? You mm-hmm. know. Um, and his sense of humor is a little bit drier than Brandon's, but I mean, for a dude that is, is on the pinnacle of what he is, the best tackle in the game, possibly two Super Bowl rings, 
recognized as a guy who hasn't given up a sack in, in two. Baron, you know, football players are like these gladiators. Some of them get on this high horse and think they are holier than thou, and you can tell by the way they talk to you and by the way they treat people. That's not Lane Johnson, man. He's the same dude now as he was when he came into the league as a rookie. Bro, he's he's approachable. Yes. What you, get, what you see is what you get with Lane. Yes. Lane's not going to be one of those guys going to try to big-time you. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. If he likes you, he loves you. That's just the way Lane is. You know, He's just yes. one of those guys that you can sit down, have a beer with one day, go in his barn and weight lift with him the next day, and probably go fishing with him, you know, the day after that. Yeah. You know, he, he's not going to front. if he. I mean, it, I mean, just like anybody, you know what I'm saying? You know, if he doesn't like you, he just doesn't like you. It's not like he's big-time you. He's right. just don't care for you. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those guys I can truly say that I can, you know, I can say he's a great, great dude. One of – one of, no, I'm not going to say few. There's a lot of great dudes in the NFL, but yeah. he's definitely yeah. one of yeah. the great dudes. Yeah, I agree. And, he look, he really is, as he said, he's in his prime, man. Yeah. I mean, I know he's been in the league 10 years, but he's playing better than he ever played. It's a, It's got to be a tough call for, for guys like that and Kelsey. Like, you are balancing, like, I'm still crushing it. But, uh, you know, I also want to be able to sit back and just enjoy how hard I've worked. It's a, it's a – look, it's a really tough balance. A lot of guys don't like get to make that choice, Barrett. You know. Guys, guys, I'm telling you this. Yeah. I played 12 years in NFL, and during that time, it wasn't until my last two years – that I really sat back and started thinking about what was going on in my life at the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm playing in the NFL. I'm playing with people would, would sell their firstborn to do. Right. And I played it for 12 years. And during that time, I never really, cause I was like, all right, well I'm playing, you know, let me, you know, I got to work. I, I never, I never took advantage of looking at the process. It was always being in the process focused and staying where I am making sure I'm playing to the top of my ability, making sure I'm crossing all of my T's and all and, 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 and dotting all my I's. I'm making sure I'm never late to a meeting. I'm not enjoying the, you know, the process of my labor. I'm not enjoying what's going on around me because to me it was always, all right, what have you done for me lately? You know, I'm going to be out of here. I'm always looking over my back and still looking around, still looking, you know, what's going on behind me, trying to make sure nobody's trying to backstab me. I should have been thinking, all right, look at what's going on around me. I'm in this locker room every day with the greatest athletes in the world, great friends, you know, great people, uh, great coaching staffs, a great organization. I'm in Pittsburgh eating fish every Sunday with the owner, you know, because it's about Catholics. You know, he's asking me about my family, you know. Um, I never really took a serious look and went on. You know, it was my 10th year, no, my 11th year that I won a Super Bowl. So I'm sitting back like, wow, I'm about to go play the Super Bowl. But it wasn't until halfway through the season that it really dawned on me, like, yeah, we got an opportunity. We got a serious chance. Because the year before, we had won. We had won 15. We were 15-1. and one, Wow. Fifteen's first year. Right. And I went out, you know, to, you know, and, and went out, bought all these clothes, you know, getting ready to go to go to uh, to Jacksonville for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And getting our ass kicked by uh, New England. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. But, you know, those, those those the type of things, you know, I promised that next year throughout that process, I was going to take advantage and look around and see. You know, I went, I actually went up to ask uh, Jerry Rice for an autograph, and he big-timed me. I said, F you from that point on. I don't like you. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, come on, man. Come on, man. Give me a break, bro. You ain't that big, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a player on the field with you. You can't sign up. I'm like, all right, that's cool, man. Yeah. Don't forget you, you know. But See, I mean, you just, play you play in the league before the 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 
Hey, let's trade jersey. jersey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, little things. I want somebody to sign a glove for me. You know what I'm saying? Or I mean, just being in those type of situations, being in that locker room, man. I, bruh, I sat in, a, in my locker. It's right across from Jerome Bettis. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My my locker mates was Jeffrey, the kicker on one side, Casey Hampson, the nose guard on the other side. You know what I'm saying? I'm clowning around with them every day. Mm-hmm. You know, Joey Porter sitting, you know, caddy corner to me. You know, it, it was crazy, you know, the, the you know, the chemistry in that locker room, man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's, I, I never really took advantage of it. I should have taken advantage of it. I should have documented it more. Um I should have made sure that I enjoyed more of the seasons, you know, more of the NFL process than just being within the process and, you know, and, and, and had my blinders. I was like a horse with blinders on like this. I was so straightforward and trying to make sure I stay in the NFL that I couldn't see all the beauty that was on either side of me. Yeah. Hard to beat yourself up, man. I mean, right, it, right. It, 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 you turned out, it turned out pretty well for you. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, if you missed any of the interview, yeah, you got to meet me. What else? You get to hang out with Gunner. You wouldn't be here with Gunner unless. Uh, there you go. Just go to jacobsports.com. You can catch the uh, the interview in its entirety if you missed any of it. Or just go to Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Either way, you can watch the uh, the whole interview. By the way, Shil Kapadia tomorrow. Uh, we're looking forward to tagging out and talking to Shield as well. All right, let's uh, let's sneak one in. Come back. We're going to do a couple things, guys. Underrated Eagles this year. That could include coaches. Uh, and also, take a look at Jalen Hurts. Is there any reason for concern? We'll dig into that also. So, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Gunner, great kid, by the way. Derek Gunn. Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I'm going to tell you right now about ProAction Restoration. Yes, ProAction Restoration, they are the people to call if you've experienced the inconvenience of water, fire, smoke, mold damage to your property, you name it. They can handle it. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week. And they don't just say that. They mean it. I called them on a Saturday. They got right out to my parents' house. They cleaned up what was a messy situation. The price was right. The crew was clean. It was a great situation. They're licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, it could be water, it could be fire, it could be smoke, it could be mold remediation, it could be something you're not really sure about. Just reach out to them. Give them a call, 610-623-3760. 610-623-3760 or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. 
Sometimes when I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. this Wednesday. What's up, everybody? Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks chair, hanging out with you uh, on this hump day. Derek's muted. Barrett's not there. <laughs> at, at least he's not blue today. Don't tell him I said that, though. That's true. He is not. He is not blue. Uh, we just wrapped things up with Lane Johnson, which was a blast, as always. As I mentioned, Derek, great get, uh, getting Lane, paving the lane. Um, and we'll have Shield Kapadia tomorrow. By the way, have you guys... I, I and I don't like to you know give the this any of this even in any any airspace usually, but the and I don't even mean in our chat section, but the amount of whining from 49ers fans, players, spouses of 49ers Yo. players, like give me a freaking break with the crying routine. Yo. You lost, just accept it. I mean, come on. Hey man, did what are you saying? See, did you see the one from um uh, Fred Warner's wife. They're so mean. I'm never going back there. Yeah. Okay. His, good. his wife, his wife, Sydney says, probably never go back to the link. You can call me a wimp, but I can't handle their fans. I didn't feel safe. Fred told me don't wear red, but I had a red handbag. The FUs and shoving. I'm all about passion, but never again. Whoa. Yes. And okay. you saw the video I sent you of, uh, Fans going after Joey Bosa? Yeah, yeah. And he can't handle it. He took all the bait. Like, dude, how long you been playing that you know you don't take the bait? It's Bruh. just it's, it's pathetic. Let me tell you this. They want to play here. Yeah. They want to play here. You want to play, you want to play for this type of fan base. You don't like it when you leave, but when you're here, you want to play for guys that are gonna go out. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they weren't 
ready. They said they were ready. They said that they go out and they're going to be ready. You're not ready for this. Like, I thought I was ready to come back to Philly and play. And I played the preseason games here in Philly. Mm. You're never ready to come back. This fan base is different, bro. They're different. Like everybody talked about the Raiders fan base back in the day when they wore masks and those black hole and all that. And all all that's for show. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Philly fans ain't trying to show nothing. They trying to give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They trying. You're not wearing. You're not coming in our spot trying to debo us. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna wear your jersey, you're gonna sit down and be quiet. You're gonna take what we're gonna say. Yeah. So it's not like you know. It's it's not like any other place. That you can play in, man. I think the only worst fans that I've ever seen is uh them them soccer fans over in Europe. Right. Uh, they get they, <laughs> they get, get that's different. Yeah. That yeah, they get different. different. Like it's disrespectful there. Mm-hmm. Like, like, no, they like it's it's man. they're people that die in their stands. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They talk about your mom over there in Europe. They talk about your mama, your daddy, your your, your deceased yeah. relatives. Yeah. They throw stuff, fist fights break out. You might get Billy Club, anything over there, man. Those fans, when it comes to their football in, in Europe, boy, man, they don't mess around, bro. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well said. Well said. All right, so let, let's hit a couple different things here, guys. Um, the numbers thus far, granted it's only two games and other teams have played three games, but I'm, that's why I'm looking at averages here, but – Defensively so far in the playoffs, the Eagles are giving up seven points per game, which is the best in the league. They're giving up 99 and a half yards on the ground, which is fourth best in the league. 96 in the air, first best in the league. Eight sacks, first best in the league. Offensively, 34.5 points per game, first best in the league. 208 rushing yards per game, first best in the league. 134.5 passing yards. That's the lowest of any playoff team. Now, keep in mind, they have outscored their opponent 49 to 14, which means they've been up really big. You're typically not going to be passing in those situations in the second half. So that impacts the passing numbers. But that brings me to a question that I have for you guys. You look at Jalen Hurts so far in the two starts. Giants game, 16 of 24, 154 in the air, two touchdowns, no picks, 112 passer rating, nine rushes, 34 yards, and a touchdown. Accounted for three touchdowns in that game. San Fran, 15 of 25, 121, no throwing touchdowns, no interceptions, a 72.3 passer rating, 11 rushes, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Any reason for concern in either of your eyes regarding the play of Jalen Hurts, particularly as a passer? This game will be a game in which we're going to see if he can he can keep up with scoring. Um, I have supreme confidence in our defense that we'll be able to stop – Mahomes here and there, you know what I'm saying? I mean, supreme confidence, you know, they're going to make it very uneasy on them. But it's still, we still have to go and look at, you know, we may have to score and it might be a battle scoring back and forth. We beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl because Foles was able to keep up and and score on the same clip as in, in, in Morris Brady. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the same way, I think, with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make. You have to take advantage of every opportunity that you have the ball, not just with um, you know, time of possession. You know, running the ball, making sure. Mm-hmm. But you can't go down there and kick field goals. You're gonna have to score touchdowns to beat them because they can always come back. They can always. They always have that that moxie about them that they can make plays. Mm-hmm. Am I uh, am I thinking that he can't do it? No, he better. He he definitely can do it. He better well do it. I got supreme confidence that he can he can go out there and score and 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 
and he doesn't have to have the play of his, you know, the play of his life. He doesn't have to press the issue. And I don't want him to think that he has to press the issue because we're talking, saying, all oh, right, you know, well, you know, Hurst didn't play well. I, I'm not thinking he's going to do that. Be like, all right, I got to show these people we can, that I can play. I'm, no, I'm just saying he's got to make sure he's consistently scoring every time he has the ball. Do you, how much do you think, you know, let's face it, the passing yards are down a little bit, but how much of that is simply, look, the Eagles are rolling these teams and they're just not throwing a ton. Or is that's, it? That's you know, all it is. Yeah. This offense is a chameleon offense. This offense can score any way they need to. They can run the ball. Four rushing touchdowns on the best uh, rushing, the number one rushing defense. That, that lets you know they dictated tempo. And you just because you didn't have a thousand, I mean, a hundred yard back, did um, you didn't have a whole bunch of you know uh, yardage in the run, or you didn't have a whole bunch of yards in the pass? That mean this defense, I mean that offense wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was like my boy, my boy Seals. You know, I thought Seals for the first time. Hey, bro, I thought for the first time. You got it wrong this time as far as, you know, the offense not being a good offense. This offense scored what it needed to score. You know, they needed to they needed to keep time possession. Time possession was the biggest key for this team in this game because the their offense couldn't score. Yeah. So it was more about keeping the ball out of their hands than anything. As long as the Eagles had the ball, they weren't going to be able to score. And the Eagles had the ball for, for basically a more – a quarter more than the uh than a the quarter Niners more. Yeah. So that's the game plan. Yeah. It's not necessarily going out and putting up big stats. Stats don't mean anything if the number one stat, the stat in the win column, is not achieved. I've seen teams go out and throw for 500 yards and lost. Tom mm-hmm. Brady threw 500 yards in the, in the playoff, I mean, uh, in the Super Bowl and still lost to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. It's not stats. It's that W that counts. Mm-hmm. How about you, Derek? I don't care how you win, long as you get the win. But it's quite obvious that there's something missing on on, on Hertz's fastball. And Barrett, you know, we've talked about it yesterday, and I'll bring it up again today. I jumped on it right away because I've seen this happen too many times. The Eagles have done a tremendous job in terms of shielding exactly what is wrong. Now it'll come out eventually when the season is over. Uh, exactly what is going on there. But he has that rare luxury. Luxury. He's in a perfect storm. He has. 41, he has 21 other guys surrounding him that can overcome anything that might be bothering him. And I say 21, I'm talking about on both sides of the football. An all-pro defense, you got pro bowlers across the board. Best offensive line, unbelievable collection of receivers, great tandem of running backs to back him up. He has everything he needs going into this game. He doesn't have to put the onus on his shoulders to win this game. And like we said yesterday, each week a little bit more comes out about exactly how much pain he's in and what he's dealing with. You got one game, one game left, and it's all for the trophy, all for the marbles, all for that extra big bonus check you get for winning the Super Bowl compared to losing the Super Bowl. I don't care what you have to do. Shoot it up, medicate it up, tape it up, strap it up, gorilla glue it up. This is it. You have plenty of time to heal up when it's and, and this is this is the mindset of what he's thinking also, as well as any football player who's going to step out on that field. No matter how much we hurt right now, that adrenaline supersedes any pain that we're going through right now. This is that one moment in time because we know how difficult it is to get back here. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So is he a hundred percent? No, but he's still good enough to get the job done, and that's the bottom line.
Yeah, and, and, and the beauty of the finality of a Super Bowl is you know you don't have to save up for next week or try and, you know, it's like that's this is it, you know. Uh, empty the tank, man. It, it, there is nothing after yeah, this. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I – you know, all out. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. look, have there been a couple throws here and there that he's missed? Yeah, did he overthrow A.J. Brown? Yeah, there have been some throws that he's missed for sure. I thought he was a little bit low <laughs> with a couple things. Well, yeah. uh, on Sunday, but you know, I, I think he'll be okay in this game. I yeah, Rob, yeah. Rob, just like the deep pass he threw to AJ. Yeah, it was kind of um, it didn't have that arc on it that he's used to throwing to AJ. Instead, it was like straight line, and that's why he overthrew him. Usually, he has more arch and touch with it. Yeah, and I think that's partly because his shoulder. You know, what I'm saying we mm-hmm. know that, mm-hmm. but there's so many other things that he can do. I mean, he can still throw that pass, and that he had over to do it again. He he probably would throw it to. A better touch pass, but man, it just goes to show, man. This this guy, man, is unreal. It's unreal. You know what I'm saying? What he can do is unreal. This is another week, you know, another week and a half that he'll be able to get back stronger. I mean, and and and, and healthier, and you'll see a better version of of of, of Jalen this week than you saw last week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, hey, you know, just like you were saying, um, D Gun, you might he might have to have a surgery or something. You know, not saying he a, is, a you know, yeah, something like that. But I mean, it's 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 time to take the gloves off. You know what I'm saying? We street fighting now. Take the gloves off. You know what I'm saying? Leave your mouthpiece in, though. But, you know, it's time to scrap. You know what I'm saying? We we battling now. You know, we're going we gonna to pony up. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, this this is this is where this is where we have to go out there as the young guys on the block going against some experienced Super Bowl um, season team. This is a Super Bowl season team. They've been on the two of the last three, right? Two of the last three Super Bowls they've been in? Uh, I think three of the last four. Three yeah, of the last three four. Of the last four. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. They I hear you. Before. Uh, let's talk about some underrated Eagles because there are some guys that uh, probably don't get the uh, the love uh, that they, they may. And this could be coaches too, by the way. You know, we could throw any number of people in there. I'll give you one, and I think he's played really well, and, and I think he's overshadowed by the, the studs that are around him like Lane Johnson, like Jason Kelsey, like Mylotta. But Isaac Samalos had, had a a really good career as an Eagle, man. Like in general, he's been a nice player. Is he the best on the on his line? No. But he's a really solid, good player. He's a free agent. That's going to be another interesting one to see what they end up doing with him. But, I, but I'm going to give him a little bit of love, I, Isaac Samalos. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love Isaac Samalos. Um, he's athletic. He's big. He's strong. He's very intelligent in his game. You know, he understands what they're trying to do to him. You know, I was talking to Lane. When we were just talking to Lane, I saw something. I picked up on something that they picked up on during the game. The tackles were widen out when they were going to run games. And they were trying to go pick the the the, uh, the, the, the um, tackles, and the ends would come inside, trying to get Bosa one-on-one on the inside. Well, they saw that, especially on run plays. So on those on that play where you see Bosa fall and and uh, – and, and, um, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, I on it. The touchdown by um, uh, not Sanders, but um, Gainwell. Gainwell. Oh, fall to the ground. Well, they were actually running a stunt where the the tackle tried to come out, loop out, and same model caught him as he's trying to loop out, and Jason Kelsey followed him, hmm. and they bam swapped. They all three of them hit them, hit him at the same time. When they hit him at the same time, start driving him back. 
Bosa falls because he gets put on the, the three technique is put on top of his legs. And that's why Sanders ran in for the touchdown. That's little things that they all three of them are on the same page of what they were going to do. And they picked up a tendency of that defense and were able to block it and, and score on it. Those are the type of things, that, you know, are underrated that people don't see, but that's just how smart Sayamalu is, Kelsey is, and Lane is, and understanding what the defense is trying to do to him. And, 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 you know, and they ran out the most optimal play when they were doing it. How about you, Gar? Um, you know, Sam Allo is a type of player he gets overshadowed by the other names on that offensive line. You know, when we talk about the offensive line, how many times do we talk about Lane, Kelsey, Dickerson, Malata? Very seldom, but he's quietly gone about his business and held down the fort. When you think about the wealth of competition, because if we go back to the summer training camp, there was a time when we sat there and we talked about would, my, would, would Sam Allo win that job? considering they had just drafted the kid out of Nebraska, you know, and we thought he was going to push him. You know, you say you play this kid. If he's that good, you draft him that high. Say Amalo could be the odd man out. You play the kid at guard, get him NFL experience. And then whenever Kelsey decides to retire, you move him over to the center and he picks up there. But Say Amalo has held his own. You know, if you're looking for a weak link along that offensive line, there is none. Right. He, he, may, <laughs> he may not get – the accolades, the verbal accolades that the other four guys constantly get every week, but he has done his job. If he wasn't doing his job, trust me, Jeff Stoutland would have replaced him at any given point in the season and not better than I because of the other options he had to put in there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Sam, he doesn't say a lot. If you try to talk to him in the locker room, he ain't giving you much. Right. He ain't, I ain't giving you nothing. He's got some you know. hair, man. He's got some incredible hair. I will say you know, that. So, yeah, I know. Some dudes just don't like to talk. You know, they don't. They're they're more afraid to say something that could get them called upstairs than they are to to, to show personality in a lot of ways, and that's understandable mm-hmm. because you have to you have to play a certain while do do x amount of things before you get that leeway of being more of yourself. You have to you have to toe that corporate line a lot of times, and maybe he's just not a big talker. That's all right because he does his talking when when the ball's kicked off. That's right. all that matters. So mm-hmm. you know, for for what Sam Malo has given this team, is, and that's a big man. You know, you talk, you're talking about, you know, Lane's talking about, mutants. you know, that was a mutants great on line. the other side. <laughs> but, hey, let me tell you something. Say Amalo's a mutant. Okay? I love it when a guy like Lane Johnson talks about how other guys are big. Like, right. dude. <laughs> it's like Barrett. Oh, that guy's huge. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now you have the rest of us. Yeah, Lane's 6'5", 320. He's talking about, man, yeah. them dudes are big. What? Funny, man. You say, uh, yeah, but say Amalo, man, you know what? Kudos to him. He just quietly goes about his yeah. business. And you can't say anything else about him because he's as important as everybody else on that offensive line, the way they've mowed people down this year. Christy, he's not a, a talker. Uh, do, do you guys think he'll be back? Do you predict him re-signing with the team? Oh, uh, I mean, I I, I don't. And mm-hmm. uh, Christy, uh, safe travels. I, I don't know where she's going. but She's, oh, she's leaving. She's leaving, uh, moving, uh, moving, I think she's moving to Portugal, I believe it is. No kidding. That's I, was what being, I, believe. I was being nosy, and I hear everybody in the chat, you know, wishing to safe travels. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So, Christy, she's tell me what's going to on. Portugal. Oh, wow. Chris, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, but Chris, I remember we know. brought this up back in October, and you know, and I asked her in the chat, wanted to show Chris, where are you going? I mean, you leaving Hawaii? Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm moving to Portugal. If memory serves me correct. Okay, wow. that's a big move, man. That's yeah. a big move. All right, all right. That's a huge move. Uh, do you but guys think he'll be back, though, Isaac? Uh, I don't. Feels like that can be- I know that's a tough one. Man. Yeah, I, and- I don't because they they have so many guys coming yeah, through the ranks. Yeah. 
they they could they could they could afford to lose him, and that's crazy because he's a second team. Uh, he's a, he's a second team Pro Bowler, right? Yeah, right? that's right. Pro Bowl alternate, you know. So, man, yeah. that's tough, man. I mean, you know, that's that's the that's a gift and a curse with having a guy like you know Stoutland coaching. You're going to Stoutland, you right? It's a gift. It's a gift because you number one, you become one of the best offensive linemen in the league, but number two, they know that he can coach guys up to be the best offensive line in the league. Right. But in saying that, you go somewhere else, mm-hmm. you get pizzade. You saw what Vitek got. Vitek got five years, yeah. $50 million. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't hold my jock. <laughs> he got that much money. Yeah, I'm an old man hating right now. I'm hating. I know. You a little bit. Uh, she is moving to Portugal. May 30. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. May 31st. Wow. Attending the University of Portugal wow. full time. I'll, I'll be back in the chat after I settle in. Oh, Matt, wow. wow. All right, Chris. Good luck with the move. That's that's a big Great time luck right with there. The move. Hey, yeah, she's, yeah. she's she's moving the best month of the year. <laughs> right, oh, in May, May, baby. I'm just saying. May is the best month of the year. I got I'm you. Just I got you. How about, how about either one of you guys? You got, you got somebody else underrated? It could be a coach. Yeah. It could be a player. Yeah. I have seen Gainwell. Yep. You know, we yep. know we know what he's capable of doing, but – you know, he, he's the understudy to my, to the 1,000-yard rusher. But when he gets in there, they don't miss a beat in the running game, man. You know, and I think he has a better burst in a lot of ways than Miles does. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's he's tougher in terms to bring down. And I think he has that little extra burst. You know, um, maybe next year's this year to be that 1,000-yard rusher behind his offensive line. Who knows, depending on what they decide to do with uh, Miles Sanders or not do with Miles Sanders for that matter. But I think Gainwell has definitely been one of the unsung heroes of what this team has been able to achieve in the ground game this year. In the playoffs. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been awesome. And and remember what I told you what their adjustment was, you know, um, making his his aiming point in the read option, making him more outside, putting him more outside as opposed to uh, running up in between the tackles. He's faster than probably most of the back, so he was able to get to the outside, which helped him out. And keeping the chains moving and running that um red read option, man. So he's pivotal in that, man. He's more explosive than I thought. They just mm-hmm. use him as a third down back, but he expanded his role. In fact, um, at this point, he and Miles Sanders are are our reps are even. Not saying their performance is even, but they, you know, their their reps are, are even right now in the playoffs. Yeah, I I I the, the thing that's remarkable too about both those guys, and I know they're strong as heck, but they are so good at breaking tackles too. Yep. Like you watch them yep. bounce, yep. if you don't really wrap up, you're, you're not taking either one of those two guys down. Yep. I love how fast. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. That's an explosive to me, but I'm still a big, big Miles Sanders fan. His ability, man, to run in between those tackles. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, 
he's really good right now, reading blocks, setting up blocks, and then once he does hit it, he's his shoulder pads are always going forward, and that's a far cry different than when we when he came in as a rookie, yeah, when he was trying to bounce oh, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. Yeah, he's grown a lot as a running back. And lot, it, it was good for him to, to get through the whole year clean, uh, to find the end zone a bunch because he didn't last year, you know, and, and uh, to run with a, a different level of, of, you know, sort of toughness. He's going to get some money, man. Yeah, he's yeah, he is. He's going to get paid. Uh, I, I'll give Brian Johnson, the quarterback's coach, a little love, too, on the on the coaching side of this thing. Oh. I think the, the, you talk about the development with Jalen. He's been a big part of that thing, along with Steichen and Sirianni. He deserves a ton of credit for that, mm. too. Mm, good point you know Brian um I told you like I said I, I do college football games on the weekend and I actually did uh I think it was the ACC championship game like maybe three years three years ago three or four years ago mm-hmm. and I interviewed him it was it was actually uh Virginia versus Florida and Brian Johnson was the OC that's and, Florida yep and Florida during the time and I knew he was a good quarter. I knew he was a good quarterback, a new good uh, coordinator because he had two. He had Trask, Trask, Trask. That's his name. The quarterback. Yeah, Kurt yeah, Trask. Kyle Trask. Yeah, yeah, yeah Trask. Yeah. And then their number one quarterback right now, Richardson. Uh, Richardson was yeah. And both of those guys, Richardson was like the the red zone quarterback, and Trask go from twenty to twenty. Yeah. And somehow he made that system work. That both guys had a lot of you know a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. But, you know, he used them, you know, homogeneously between the two. So that's why I think you see how Jalen has a mixture of the two. He's able to 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 be a drop back quarterback when called upon and he can run the ball and be a dual threat when called upon. man. Mm-hmm. So he's a big deal. You know, he's definitely big. I'm fact, I'm surprised he isn't going to interview a couple of coordinator jobs right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm surprised at that, too. Um yeah, I don't know what much more you need to see. I mean, I know he's young still, but still, yeah, you know, he's yeah. worked as an OC at least at the college at a high college level. That's for sure at Florida. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna come back. Oh, the enemy leaving. The enemy leaving and going to uh, Washington. Is that official? I think it is. Let me what? Oh, I, I didn't see that. Oh, breaking news. Hold up. Let's look it up. Let's go. Hold up. Who we got here? Uh, man, I didn't see that yet. Is I that... haven't seen that one. I'm looking on the uh, national writers. Mm. I know there was discussion that he sort of wanted to get out from Big Red Shadow. Not that they have any falling out or anything, but he wanted to just get out from his shadow right. because he thought maybe it was holding him back a little bit because everybody credits him. Oh, no, Andy there it is right here. It says, um, it says, uh, uh, it says, uh, commanders will watch the NFC East rivalry play against Super Bowl in two, two weeks. The Philadelphia Eagles are playing good for art. Hold on. It says, uh, it says, anything are the commanders dragging their feet or just basically playing by the rules? They have to play by the rules, that's right, because they're still playing, right? Yeah. But uh, Ron Vera has yet to hire an officer coordinator in place of Scott Turner. Yeah, they, they. In other words, oh, yeah. they they might just be playing the long game, and we'll hear about this after the Super Bowl. Right, 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 right. There you go. That's what it is. It's possible. There was talk that he might uh, go to Baltimore too uh, to join Harbaugh. That's right. That's right. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I. It sort of feels like there's momentum there. Uh, yep. I, you know wh- whether it happens or not, I don't know, but it sort of feels like it's inching that way. 
Um, that's for sure. All right, let's uh, let's step aside. We come back. We're going to hit a couple different things here, guys. Uh, one, the Sixers are at it tonight, but also we're going to look at Howie Roseman, the comeback tour from where he was in 2015 when he got relegated to lesser roles to where the team is now with him back in charge and just sort of the road to how we got here. So we'll do that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis hanging out on this Wednesday. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk. Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions. If you're not really sure, like you're looking at a tree, I may not have to take it down, but I got to get it trimmed back. They're going to go out there and they're going to give you the best possible solution to what's going on. Now, they're experts at trimming all types of trees and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey and northern Delaware. They specialize in full tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. And this is also a great time to get your trees looked at because we're, we're in for the nasty weather coming up soon. It's a really good time to get your trees evaluated to make sure you don't have a bigger problem. As time goes on, go to their Facebook or Instagram page for more information or a sampling of their work. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848 or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most 
sure our prayers were answered. But now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. back in everybody yes it's a wednesday and we are sports take tell a friend smash the like button boom boom one two punch hanging out with you getting you set for the eagles and the chiefs in the super bowl still feels good to just say it just say it eagles are in the super bowl um we'll get back to them in one one second here guys but the sixers play tonight they're coming off a disappointing one. Uh, and I know what happens over the course of 82 games. I know you're going to have letdowns and, and that kind of stuff. You don't like it, but it's a reality. Uh, they need to bounce back and 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 show the magic who's who tonight uh, as they play this weird sort of back-to-back. Both games in Philly. This game's home tonight. Uh, they need to put it on them tonight, Gunner. Was was the other night a schedule loss? <laughs> what, what? Don't even start. Are you? I don't even start me with that stuff, man. Oh my god! Look, man, you know how to bring it up. Uh, Somebody, somebody's got to bring it up. I, I had mean, to bring it up, man. No, it wasn't to answer your question. So, are you sure? Yeah, yeah this are better be sure? a scheduled win tonight against this team. Man, they need it, to come out. They it better be a out. scheduled win. Exactly. Yeah, they, they better come out and beat the Nikes off on Orlando. Well, and beat. Joel and B better bust 60 on this team tonight, put them in their place, man. Oh, my Seriously. God. And that's, that's that is it right there. You're right, D-Gun. They, they, they definitely need to do that. Yes. I don't, I don't – yeah, I know you don't care when. I don't care if you win by one or 50, just get the W. But considering – what did they blow, a 21-point lead the other night? Yep. 20, 21. Okay. Yep. 19 against that turnovers. Team, against that turnovers, team? Yeah. Man, they need to come back tonight. They should score the first 30 points of the game tonight before Orlando even hits a bucket. I know. Look, they got out to an early lead last game, and then they just collapsed after. You know, it was a really bad second half. Really Schedule bad. Schedule loss, man. Schedule loss. Uh, Markel <laughs> Fultz, man. That's all I'm going to say is Markel. Oh, I know. I know. You talk about a name from the past. Jeez. I know. Yeah, oh, so they're, they're back at it tonight. And uh, Doc said they lacked humility after the Denver win. So, you know, they, they better figure that out real quick. Uh, what does that mean? mean? It means they, they were sniffing themselves a little bit too much after that and thought they could just roll the balls out there and beat Miami, basic, or uh, Orlando, basically, is what that meant, I guess. Um, yeah, so. Well, you know, the, the, in, in, a, in a sense, that is true, and that's the way, you know, you almost have to think. When you're when you one of the top-tier teams, you kind of kind of think like that. But you just can't think like that. you got to go out there and play like that. And that's the difference right. between a, a, a great team and a good team. Yeah. I, yeah. uh, you know, still since I played with, we didn't just think we were the best. We went out there and performed like we were the best because we went out there and played like it. You don't always win, but if you, I mean, if you have that air about yourself, you got to be able to back it up night in and night out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's huge. Basketball is a little different, but, um, but yeah, man, you're supposed to think like that. You know, you, you most, you're supposed to think that, all right, you're, you're, 
you're not as good as I am, so we're about to beat you. Mm-hmm. Whether you like us to do it or not, we're going we're going to beat you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so they're back at it. Flyers off until Monday for some reason. Uh, all right. You know, so you're you're irritated about that. I am irritated. Yeah, uh, I am. The, the before you move on, during football season, there are certain games that I'll watch and won't watch because, you know, sometimes you just have to back away, especially when you get this. All you do is watch sports, you know, routine. So, right, right. you know, normally I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch Sixers in Orlando because I'm thinking it's automatic win. But because of what happened last night, oh, I got to see this one tonight. <laughs> I, I, I got to be there. Got to have, got to have my face in the place tonight to see this. Yeah, one. That's so. your boy Dickerson, man. <laughs> Ooh, what do you say now? Do you, see, see, Barry. See, first of all, again, let me verify. It was never <laughs> confirmed who it was. It I was confirmed. You and Brian Spielman, our photog, decided to pin it all on me. Bro, you know, me and Spiel, we talked about it. I, I, the day oh, we said, oh, oh, you two talked about it. I wasn't included <laughs> in that conversation. Oh, oh. I, I called Spiel the other day, and we discussed it, man. And, uh-huh, and it, was, uh-huh. it was confirmed. It was confirmed. The first thing he said, <laughs> the first thing he said, that poor little girl. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 oh, you traumatized a little girl, Gunner. I mean, come on, man. So, so after we get off the show, as my wife always does, she goes, "How's the show go?" I said, "Great show, hon. We had um uh, over over a thirteen hundred um uh, live viewers. Live viewers, stuff. yeah." I said, yeah. "But let me tell you what your adopted son Barrett did to me <laughs> on the show." So I'm telling the story, and she's got tears in her eyes. She's laughing so hard, and I said, <laughs> and I'm trying to tell her because never did the first. She says. You did that? I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You not hear what I just <laughs> Taking Barrett's you? word over yours, yes. Did you not hear what I just said? Exactly. It was not confirmed nor denied who exactly the culprit was. Oh That's all God. I'm saying. Uh, well, look, but you know what? We might have to track that. That, that little girl's what? Uh, probably 13 or 14 now. We'll have to track her down and find Rob, out what happened. Rob, let's put it in this proper perspective. Anybody who consumes the volume of White Castles that that man does, how do you know he didn't have a bubble gut? Good point. That is a very <laughs> fair point. How do you what? know? How yes. do you know he didn't have I never heard gut. denial from Barrett either. So oh, no. No, it was not me. Oh, now you want to deny it. You didn't deny it the other day when I tried to pin it on you. Oh, uh, my Because I knew I didn't be gun. And, and to make it so bad, he sat back like he sat back and he was just looking like, I mean, he was just so proud of himself. He was just proud of himself. He was so proud of himself. He he sat back, you know what I'm saying? Like, look what I created. You know what I'm saying? You got the little girl, her eyes are tearing up. Oh. She's like this, her eyes are tearing up. The pregnant lady's gagging. Ooh. Hey, Rob. <laughs> look what John Dickerson said. D gun saved that girl from COVID. She's been wearing a mask ever since that incident. She was ahead of her time. Yeah, that whole family was ahead of their time. Oh, she, was, she was two years ahead of COVID. Bro, oh, was, God. That, that, that lady was dry heaving and, and all. And the husband was so mad, bro. He was so mad, bro. It was, it was a good thing I was with D-Gun. Yeah. If I wasn't with D-Gun. There could have been problems. That little man would have tried to whoop your ass, bro. <laughs> Let you know that, bro. Hold, 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 hold on. First of all, if he's stupid enough to get up. You he know, tried. He would have tried. In front of his family. Uh, you know, good thing he didn't try to get up and get embarrassed in front of his family. But secondly, Barrett, it's just me, you, Rob, and Xander, man. Come on, Barrett. Tell the truth, bro. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. telling the truth. D-Gun, you, you look back. You were so proud of your work, bro. You just sat back I'm like. I'm so proud of my work. You, bro, you, it, if you guys would have saw it, he he was so proud of himself. He was he sat back like this. 
What? And what? Was, and, was, and, and and started once he saw the little girl go like this. He broke down. He couldn't. He almost fell on the ground. He was laughing so hard. Yeah. Oh he I was laughing just, because you two clowns kept making something of it. <laughs> we were just uh, bro, because you know we were laughing so hard. Me and Spills are like, oh my god. First we, of all, Spills, we can't take this guy anywhere. First of all, Spills borderline three sheets to the wind drinking. His <laughs> <Right>? beer. Okay, <laughs> he, he so was about, he was about what? He was about four drinks into four, it. Four <laughs> beers into this thing. So he has no idea who might have done it. For all we know, it could have been him. We don't know, but no, they decide depending on me. I'm always the one. I'm always the victim. Why is why is that, Barrett? Explain he that got, to me. Why got. I'm always the victim, Barrett? Right. Yeah, all that he who smelt it, dealt it, and all that, that's out, bro. You right. know you did that, bro. Oh, I all I know is I didn't smell anything. It was you two. So you two got up, took your time leaving the table. So it might have just permeated above the table before you two walked off. No, bro. That was that was that was I, I never smelled anything like that, bro. That was the worst right. I've ever smelled before. All right. You know uh, boy, to get the segue out of that, man. Right. Um <laughs> Howie Roseman. No. Uh, I, can't, I can't finish this show. I'm done. All right, you're do done. Out of here. <laughs> that little girl was touching. Yeah, poor thing. Poor thing. Her eyes were watering. She's traumatized. She's never going to be the same, man. She struggled in school. I heard she's having a tough time. It's all. It's all. It's all problematic. Um, oh my god. You're going straight to hell for this. <laughs> that was the funniest thing ever, bro. Oh, man. my God. Oh I my wish god. you two could, could relive it in Arizona, but, you know, oh we'll, we'll see. Um, all right. So uh, I wanted to hit you guys with this because I was just thinking about this, you know, the, the, the kind of run and the turnaround that this team has been the undertaking over the last few years. It, it's obviously crazy from what happened from the end of Doug to where we are now. But generally, if you take it back to even the end of Chip. You go back to that last season when he was here. He was here uh, 13, 14, 15. 15 was the year that he lost, that, that Howie Roseman lost power. And 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 Chip was elevated to, to have the sort of dual roles. Since then, once Chip got exited, Howie came back. They've won a Super Bowl. They've been to a Super Bowl, could potentially have two. They've been to the playoffs in 18 where they won a playoff game, 19 and 21. All since that season happened. It's been an amazing turnaround, and that's under two different coaches, by you, by the way, and two different quarterbacks. Actually, three different quarterbacks. If you go Wentz, Foles, and then uh, and then Hurts. So, uh, Derek, I'll start with you on this one. Just just the turnaround that this guy's made. I mean, we've, I don't remember we we ever see a guy in the front office get demoted, but not get canned, and then promoted back to his position, and then comes back with a vengeance. I'm glad you put it that way because, first of all, let's start at the top. Kudos to Jeffrey Lurie for not buckling to outside media pressure and fan base pressure because it was definitely a love-hate, in a lot of cases, more hate affair with Howie Roseman and his fan base and the media here in Philadelphia. If you look at before they got to that Super Bowl, a lot of his moves did not pan out. You know, they're very inconsistent as best, and, you know, a, a lot of GMs don't survive that. Uh, and then to get embarrassed, you know, his right-hand man embarrasses him and gives this new Wonder Wonder Boy coach carte blanche to make his decisions about who's where and who does what. And we don't need him to do this, that, and the other. I mean, that was a humbling moment for Howie in his tenure. And then to come out of that and for Howie to step in the podium, I'll never forget that. He stepped at the podium um, after Chip was gone and talked about it. And he said, you know, this was a humbling experience. And I have some, and I realize I have some things to learn. You know, he said all the right things in front of the camera. And 
obviously he's learned his lesson well because when he came out of that immediately, there still has some issues in terms of consistency in the draft. So it wasn't really until 2021 when his drafts really started to consistently pan out. You look at the last two drafts they've had and how consistent those drafts have been and the products they've gotten out of those drafts. And how he talked about how I have to listen to the people around me better. You know, that's hard. That's hard for a GM to, to admit, mm-hmm. you know. So, Jeffrey Lurie, kudos to you for not buckling and, and making moves. We see it happen all the time. You know, teams don't get the success they're hoping for, and all of a sudden the GM is the one that gets the trap door. Jeffrey didn't do that to Howie. He gave him power. He demoted him, put him back in power, and since then has given him an even bigger title. And look at how it's worked out for him since then. Mm-hmm. Um and, and kudos to Howie for not wanting to leave unfinished business. He could have said, you know what, I'm tired of this circus and go somewhere else right. as well. You know, yeah. um, it's, so it's it worked very out. unique on yes. both parties. Really. Yes. It worked yeah. out like a perfect, a perfect storm for him. But you know what? No matter how old you are, you learn. You continuously learn. We always talk about a closed mouth don't get fed, but I also like to add in a closed mind never fully matures. Yep. Okay. And, you know, you look at what happened to the dude in New York who got finally got fired. Mm-hmm. Um, he did it his way the whole time. Didn't work out. Didn't bring the Giants anything. Mm-hmm. He's gone now, finally. Um, Howie has evolved as a person, as an executive of one of the most elite franchises in all of pro sports. Um, and, and look at the dividends he's gotten from that. So kudos to a lot of parties involved for staying the course, overcoming the storm and now on the other side of that storm it's been nothing but sunshine the last couple of years yeah, it sure has yeah, but, uh, what, what are your thoughts uh back when, when it comes I'm to thinking this? this you look at um you look at um what this organization has done as far as from a draft standpoint i wanted to run them out of the building when they drafted Jalen hurts but they didn't listen to us yep they stood to about they stood by what their uh what their office were doing, you know, what their uh, scouting, you know, were, were, were bringing them. Um, you look at how they picked up another center in the second round. I'm like, what? They go get a hurt Dickerson in the second round. I'm like, huh? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. But they stuck by their guns. And it's working for them, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Their their advanced scouting is helping them make some major, major decisions. They picked our franchise quarterback up. Mm-hmm. They picked up a, 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 a Pro Bowl um, left guard. I mean, so whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. And, and it's, it's, it's good that they don't listen to us sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they made their they made their uh, they made their bed with with Jalen Rager. And they're living in it, they're dwelling in it, yeah. and it'll it'll be a you know a mark on his on his um on his draft prowess. Danny uh, Donnell Pumphreys will be a mark on their draft prowess. Um, but I mean, for the most part, they've done a great job of of, of how they've handled the draft from this point on. Right. Dante Smith, you know, the, the, their first rounders last couple of weeks, months. I mean, the last couple of years have been good. Mm-hmm. Davis, you know, still going to show that he can improve and be a better player. I mean, I, his jump from this year to next year should be big off the charts. Yeah. 
it better be off the chart. I agree. Like we've we've all we're all kind of patient there with that. <laughs> right. Like we're right. all kind of like, all right, get your feet wet, Bob. But but because let's face it, at least a couple of these guys, Sue, Joseph, Cox, Hargrave, are not going to be here. Maybe right. All or at least a couple. So guess what, man? <laughs> gloves are off. Gloves are Rob. off, dude. Jump it in. Better, it be, Big Jordan better come to, and, and be what we're thinking he's going to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and all things being equal, man, I, you know, I, I think he's done how he's done a great job in the draft, but an even better job in free agency, you know, and, and patching up his patchwork has been impeccable right. on this team. Right. He's done a great job patchwork in the secondary. Yeah. Linebacker, D line, receiver. Great job. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, that, that, mm-hmm. you saying that I, I, I like what he's done. I, I give him a lot of credit that he didn't just mope, you know, he didn't, or he didn't just right. think I'm still going to collect my big check. He, he took it. A, he made it a point to visit other sports general managers and, and, and per, you know, presidents and see how they do things. Right. And he, and he met with, you know, people in business and CEOs to try to learn how to be a better communicator. So that, you know, like, and I don't know how much of that was Jeffrey Lurie saying, Hey, you need to do this. I don't care how you got there. Have you ever talked to him before? Howie? Yeah. I, you know, I've, I've not not as much as D Gun though, but I, I've had chances to sit down and talk to Howie and really chop it up with him. Yeah, he's actually a, a good dude. He's he's actually a good dude. He's not he's not he's not a BSer. Yeah, um, he's always trying to learn. You can tell when he's talking to you. He's not just talking to you just to BS you. He's right. trying to learn. He's trying to learn from you. He's trying to see what you know. Yeah. He just doesn't have idle conversation with you. My, my conversations with him have been, you know, what do I think of this? You know, um, how did this happen? You know, or it's me telling him he did a great job of this, and he'll tell me this is why he did this. What do you, you know? What are your views on that? Right. Every time I've talked to him, it's been a personal conversation, but it's been a conversation in which he's trying to learn as much as he can about how he's doing, number one, but what do I think of the direction they're doing and, and, and is everything going to what I thought it was going to be? I talked so to him at the combine guy. after they won it. After, so after they beat New England, I talked to him right. at the combine for a right. little bit, and he was, you know, naturally he was he he was feeling great about everything that went because this was just off of it. So, but he was also very humble. Like, hey, man, look, we we got a lot of decisions to make this offseason, and it wasn't just hey, I screw everybody. I told it wasn't an I told you so. You know, oh no, 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 I never got that from him either. Yeah, like comeback tour or whatever. He was more or less like. Hey man, we got there. We got to figure out a way to maintain this, and and there's there's a lot of work to be done. And it he was, I, I I thought it was really refreshing when I talked to him. And that was again where he could have really been like, you know, chesty, like look at me, but he wasn't like that. Right. Um, a lot of people will never get to know that how he's actually a funny character when you sit yeah. down away from him from the microphones. Now when he tries to be funny on camera, you sit there going, okay, stop cracking jokes, Howie. Stop, stop, stop trying to crack <laughs> jokes. But get him away from the microphone and his element. You know, when it's just two boys sitting there chucking, you know, chopping it up, he's actually funny, funny individual. You know, um, and there's a there's a part of how he, I, I I can tell you guys, but I can't talk about on on, on a public f- format that really still hurts him in in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wish I could share it, but you know, yeah, I'm asked not to because it's deemed as something. It's not important to him right now, but it does bother him. You know, in in a bigger scheme of things, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the dude, the dude wears his emotions on his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, he's all about being the best he can possibly be. And let's face it, you know, 
we on the outside looking in, we sit, we sit, we chastise, we critique these GMs for what they do or don't do, but it is a difficult job. We talk about coaching and owning a team, but being the general manager of a team, when you're basically responsible for the personnel that is brought in to make your product better is a, is a, in a lot of ways, it's an enviable job because of the position and the money you could make, but it's an unenviable position because there's much failure as there is success. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, when a success failure ratio is like borderlining 50, 50, how many executives in any business keep a job? Not many. Great point. And, and, and look, it, it's it's no matter which of the 32 teams, but especially in Philly, especially in Philly. Absolutely. Yeah. The microscope is always on on guys like Howie. What I will say about Howie. He, he's he's from the point where he first. Came into being, you know, the second the second coming. Yeah. To where he is now is altogether different. Mm-hmm. All together different, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, if you're not if you're if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. If you're not advancing, you're falling down. And he's definitely advancing. Understanding, you know. I can remember when we talked to him the, um, the last time we talked to him on the show. The worst day, and he's he, he's said this to me before. The worst time of, of of his of his career is always after camp. You know, when he's got to cut people, he hates cutting people. And you know, that just goes to show the the human side to it. I've I've seen. Some, um, you know, GMs that just didn't care. You know right. what I mean? So, you know, I mean, I, I like the fact that it, you know, it, it hurts him to cut mm-hmm. people. You know, what I mean, he, this is a major point in these guys' lives. This is a lifelong dream that they may not be able to. Oh my goodness! Come back from. Yeah, you know what I mean? well said. Well While said. we're sitting here doing the show, I'm going back and forth talking trash with my boy Rick Burkholder, who's the head trainer for Kansas City. I can't repeat a lot of stuff we've been talking about. <laughs> But one aspect of it, he says, you know, and I and I said, you know what? Okay, I agree. He said, people have doubted us since March. Here we are in a reloading year with 16 wins, five straight home AFC title games, third Super Bowl in four years. And I said, you're right. Hard That's to argue. Hard That's to argue that. Say. Yeah. Yeah. Much respect. I'll give you a Rick story real quick, and you guys have yeah. a million of them, I'm sure. But we, I was doing a remote uh, for WIP at Eagles camp years ago, it was myself and Glenn Macdow, Glenn, who we've had on the show and our setup was not great. Like we didn't have much coverage. It was a, it was a baking hot kind of day at Lehigh. Okay. Like one of those just scorchers in, in, you know, like late June, early August, just steaming. And like, it was scary. Cause like players were going down or whatever. And he, he was busy, but he comes over to us and he's got two cups and he's got this, this like slushy, salty kind of drink that he that, that he provides to the players he saw us kind of dying over there and nobody you know doing anything to really give us a hand and he gave us those drinks like that was mm-hmm. it was just totally unnecessary but cool yeah and that yeah. tells you a little bit about him and, and what kind of person he is so absolutely right. yeah Man. anyway uh all right let's get a quickie and we'll come back nfl news we'll dig back into the brady retirement the coaching moves uh matt rule sort of still in, in the nfl news a little bit uh who may end up where uh, Vic Fangio, Frank Reich, uh, a lot to dive into and a uh, little turf talk as well. We'll do all those kind of things when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis hanging out with you on this Wednesday. All right, let's talk about razor technology because cybersecurity is paramount. Protecting data is a security imperative. 
for businesses of all sizes. Choose a partner like Razor Technology with expertise in the latest threats and proactive tools to lock down every endpoint with a zero trust approach that makes certain only authorized users can gain access to your systems. Razor Technology delivers enterprise-wide insight into every component of a security plan across identity, devices, information, apps, and infrastructure with threat-prioritized recommendations. We design, deploy, manage, and monitor security solutions that enable modern business to safely communicate, collaborate, and thrive in the modern marketplace, whether that's working in person or remotely, on internal infrastructure or in the cloud, and in every possible hybrid arrangement. Choose Razor Technology to protect your digital assets, establish an organization-wide security posture, enforce safe practices for identity and access management, and secure hybrid and remote workforces. Call Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com. That's razor-tech.com. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles 
Post Game Show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post Game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Welcome back in, everybody. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, hanging out with you on this Wednesday. First, happy February, by the way. First day of February, man. We're getting there, Gunner. Almost springtime, my man. It's just flying by. It is flying by. Hello. I, I walk out. I walk out. Let the dogs out the back this morning. I look outside, and snow's covering my grass, man. I'm like, what? Oh heck no! No, we got we got to get through these next twenty eight days in a hurry, man. You talking about miserable? Oh my goodness, can't take it. <laughs> yeah, but we got nothing to complain about with the way this winter's gone so far. It, it's, Not it, yeah, but February can make mild. up for lost time. So I'm just holding. I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah, I hear you. February's that tricky month. I'm just crossing <laughs> my fingers we get through it, man. Ooh. Oh man! You see you next uh, week. Next week, three like three days in the fifties. I did not. Ooh, I can't wait. I'm going to go outside in shorts and a T-shirt. Oh, man, we could be in the know. 50s for three days? All right. Yeah. Just when Barrett leaves for Arizona. Yeah. That's BS, ain't it? No, you're yeah. going to be in 70 to 80 degree well. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. You're going you, you to be working on your tan, man. Come on, man. You're talking about that's BS. Uh, you, 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 hold on. You'd rather be in 50 degree weather than 80? No, Barrett, I'm, you I'm need when you're with us, whatever Thursday, Friday next week, you need to be like in front of like a cactus tree or something, man. I need, I need you. I need a real feel. I need, I need Arizona real feel from you, man. I, need I might, I, I might go on the golf course and have you know and do do it from the golf course. I like it. Right. Yeah, I like that. That'll, that'll yeah. work. Yeah, so that, that should be fine. We'll, we'll be checking in. We'll get reports and and see what's going on out there. Um, so the big news, obviously, uh, guys, is the uh, Tom Brady retiring. Uh, that came down this morning. Uh, I, like I said earlier, I believe it this time. Uh, but uh, 23 seasons, finally, at, at what, 45 years old, hangs it up. He won seven rings. Uh, you know, I, I thought we finally, at especially in that playoff game, and, and granted, he didn't have a lot of help, but I, I thought we really started to finally see a little bit of malaise to his game. You know, I, I, and again, a lot of it was offensive line issues and all that, but he, he started to show, like, look human to me. For the first time really this year um they, they were injury plagued the whole season yeah when you think about it wide receivers in and out offensive line was a mess they never really had a complete team the defense was decimated by injuries mm-hmm. and they didn't get healthy until the latter part of the season last few games of the season by then it was too late mm-hmm. you know they're wearing that wears and tears on you we're used to hearing so many guys in there early, mid, even late 30s, say, you know what, mentally I just don't have it anymore. This man waited until he was 45 years old and said, hey, the, the, the competitive fire has finally died out. I mean, how much how much more can you give to the game that's giving yeah. you so much? You know? I, 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 bro, he, he can do whatever he wants to do. If he wants to come back and come back. He's been that good. They, he's done enough in his lifetime that he doesn't need to do a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um. He's already won seven rings, six with one organization. He goes back and he wins another one with another organization. 
he's the GOAT. He's the best quarterback to ever play the game. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. In fact, they should make an addendum and say, all right, you can go ahead and get in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, just wave it. Right, wave right. the five years. Wave the five years. He's been that good. He's had that much of an impact in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's going to be I, – I doubt seriously that there's going to be anybody that will be able to compete at that level. And just like if somebody came and competed at that level, he just did it and somebody else will. But at this point, I know I won't see anybody in my lifetime come out and play the way he played. A question he, for you for you guys. Do you think he will – I don't mean come back and play football, but do you think he'll just take a year or does he hop right into the broadcaster booth? Oh, I think he makes a transition. This year. I, I think oh, he yeah. made – I think he may do the the Super Bowl. No, I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> he'll be doing he'll be doing the Eagles game. No, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> well, we already no. know he's not doing the Super Bowl. So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, he, oh. he he has the right to do whatever he wants to do because he's been that good throughout his career. I will say this: now that we know he's not doing the Super Bowl, he has now until next late August to heal up mentally and physically to to spend more time with the kids, uh, to do some of the things at his own leisure. He doesn't have to worry about off-season workouts, OTA, mini camp, training camp, and he'll plop. And I'm sure he's going to go through a number of rehearsals and coaching sessions on how to bring out the best in him in the booth. Because I think the Tom Brady that we watched over the last two decades plus uh, at a podium is bland. We don't want to see that Tom Brady in a booth because that's boring. So I think he'll work with the right people to bring out a different side of him, like a more animated side of him. But see, he'll do that at his own leisure. I mean, you're talking about over eight months before he has to really hit the ground running when the when the spotlight hits him for a regular season game. Mm-hmm. So, man, you ain't passing up no bit. Can you imagine transitioning from a job that's paid you $335 million to a job that's going to pay you more? And you're not getting beat yeah. up. No. Yeah. All you got to do is give your opinion about something that you can dissect in your sleep. Yeah. Well, I I don't mean to cut you off, but that's what I like about Tony Romo. Tony Romo sometimes is a bit too wordy, but when I watch Tony Romo broadcast the game, he's calling plays before the play unfolds. And sure enough, from what he sees on the field, he's telling us exactly what's happening. Now, sometimes he needs to say it in a few few less words, but I enjoy (laughs) watching Tony Romo, man. I really do. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's just okay now. I I can't stand him in the booth. I think he's just diarrhea. Because you don't, you don't like because he's a cowboy fan. No, he never he shuts up, and he, and and the gimmick of calling plays is over. I just think he's ugh. Anyway, yeah, but it's not a gimmick, man. He's anticipating. He doesn't you know, even do it as well anymore. I I enjoy listening to him because I learned something when I when I listen to him call a game. Yeah, you know, I, 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 it's a shame. I really like Greg Olson, but Greg Olson's going to to the curb if, if you know that. Not, not look, he'll go to the number two booth, but I mean, he, he, that dude's earned, I think, where he was, but he's, he's going to yes. get tossed. He already said, I don't it. care who he you are, though, man. Yeah. yeah, you're he's making room for Tom Brady. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. When you make it, you know what, no matter how much you fight it, you, you, this Tom Brady dude, and Tom Brady may not be as good or as animated as Greg Olson has become, yeah, but. It's Tom Brady, man, and people are going to watch because it's Tom Brady True. as much as they're watching for the game itself. So, you know, hey, you know, it's I like me. I, don't, I, I step aside for Barrett Brooks all the time. Never. He's never, never, ever wow. aside for anybody. Wow. Really? You guys, you don't step aside. You you, you stand right there next to me. You wow. ain't step aside. 
Wow, you couldn't let me have that one moment, really? <laughs> it's tough, man. Tough crowd. Tough crowd. Oh, God. Wow. That's for sure. All right, so uh, Brady coming back, that much we know. Tua has been cleared after being in, in concussion protocol for a month. Uh, you know, I, who am I to tell this guy not to continue to play football? It's it's not my my spot. I, I do just worry about what, what's going to happen with this guy. I just feel like this is going to be a perpetual thing with him. I hope it's not. I hope the guy can get carved out a, a decent long career, but it does. I don't know, man. I, don't know. I feel like he's on that fast track to this thing being a mess. Well, the same thing happened to uh, um, Calcaterra. But he came back, so you yeah. never know. Yeah. Yeah, he sat know. out a year and he came back. You're right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But he's been cleared for, for all physical activity, for, you know, off-season stuff, keeping himself in shape and whatnot. Uh, funny, how, funny how he was cleared after the season was over. Were they protecting him from himself or were they buckling under the pressure of what they didn't do the three times he got concussed in the regular season? Good point, Gunner. I don't think the, the timing is a coincidence. Hey, I, I don't think it's a coincidence, you know. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you, and I, I buy it. I'm with you 100%. Um, this is interesting. Matt Rule has filed a $5 million complaint against the Panthers, according to ESPN sources. It's an arbitration suit seeking $5 million in offset, offset severance compensation. He, of course, you know he's the coach with Nebraska now. He's seeking money. He believes the Panthers still owe him after he was fired October 10th. Uh, he took over in late November at Nebraska, and he's hired a big-time attorney out of New York uh, to go after the Panthers in the league. So um, he was he was he, five weeks into the season. He was fired. He was 11 and 27 overall in two <clears> plus <throat> seasons. He signed a seven. Man, he got seven years. Oh yes, seven years, 62 million uh, in January of 2020. So. Uh, he was roughly owed $34 million by the Panthers after his dismissal. He received a reported, uh, like I said, eight, eight, oh, eight-year, $72 million deal with Nebraska as well. So, Well, I guess his contract states if he gets another job, they don't have to pay him. But his contention is that the way they paid him, the money they owed him, there's still $5 million floating out there for money that they owed him while he was not a coach. Supposedly they haven't paid him since he was it was announced he was taking the Nebraska job in what November something like that late November they, yeah late November said so they haven't paid him since but his side feels that there's money that's still owed under the agreement of him being released hmm. you know um, so we'll see how it plays out you don't go after an NFL team unless you think you have a strong suit against them yeah very true very true Barrett I thought you'd find this one interesting the the Titans are going with the, this new synthetic surface uh, it's not the usual kind with the pellets and, and the, the, the ground up tires or whatever that is uh, it's a little bit different it's cutting edge technology and and they they have um, they've had grass at their plant Nissan Stadium since it opened in 1999 uh, but they're going to go with this stuff because they've had a league record 91 players in uh, in 2000 in, in 2021 yeah. the most in a strike-free season because of injuries. And they just feel like at this point they need to make a move to this organic turf, which still retains its moisture uh, better than the synthetic stuff uh, with the rubber pellets. Bro, I don't understand why. I mean, you're, you're down south. Why can't you keep your grass? I mean, I've played in, in, in Pittsburgh where 
they keep natural grass there. And they play all they play all the high school championship games and Pitt plays there every year. And they, the Steelers play there. Why can't they just maintain it? I, I just don't understand that, man. To me, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look look at the Eagles. The Eagles have natural. Exactly. Green Bay, Chicago, they all have natural grass, and those are the most frigid elements ever. They have the heated coils underneath the surface. But how can you not grow grass in Tennessee? Now, Tennessee gets cold, but not like the Midwest. Right. If those stadiums can grow grass, how can they not grow grass? I don't get it. Good question. You think about yeah. you know think about Pittsburgh like like Barrett said. I lived in Pittsburgh for ten years. They have the, they have the four different levels of high school t- state championship games on those fields. Um, they have all these other different events on those fields. The Eagles throughout the year, spring, summer, winter, fall, uh, well summer, they'll have concerts and stuff on that field. So I mean, how can they not grow grass properly in Tennessee? Yeah. It's a great question. It really, it's a, it's a legitimately uh, interesting one for sure. All right. I, I, I want to bounce this off of you guys because it, in one sense, I appreciate what he's trying to do and say in the other sense, I'm like, mm, I don't know, but uh, the Panthers owner who, who has been very outspoken about, you know, busting up the old boys network. In other words, you know, just not giving uh, coaches of color a chance, just rehiring, you know, the same old sort of retread coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, pretty outspoken uh, about this, yet he did hire Frank Reich. So I'm curious how you guys view that, you know, him him being as outspoken as he is. Now, he pointed out our front office is very diverse with people of color and women, et cetera, probably more diverse than any front office. I can't argue that. However, he, he did not bring in a coach of color. So, and he, and he had Steve Wilkes there. See, that's he's, he's still, that's, that's the Rooney rule. He said, I'm just not going to respect it. How are you just not going to respect it like that? that that's, yeah. a tough, that's a tough one because of who they hired. They hired a guy who was their first ever quarterback in the history of that franchise, who started for that franchise three consecutive years. There's, there's a relationship and a body of work with this guy. Steve Wilkes got jobbed one year in Arizona. <clears throat> As an interim coach in Carolina, those guys, those guys obviously played better for him than they did for Matt Rule. They didn't have the success that they were hoping for in terms of turning it around. As we sit here today, there are only three black head coaches in the National Football League, and that includes D'Amico Ryans, who was just hired yesterday. Um, you're right. The Rooney Rule still um, is ignored in a lot of ways. But the bottom line is, no matter what we think, it's their toys. Yeah. It's, it's their corporation. It's their toys. It's an old boys network. You look at most of the owners that have been in that league. They've been there for who knows how long in a lot of cases. Um, they're going to hire exactly who they want to hire when they want to hire them, no matter how much outside pressure you think is being put upon them. Mm-hmm. You know, they put these things in place, and it has had marginal success, but not a great deal of success. You know, Um is it fair what he's done? I don't know. But then he says the other side, you know, because the argument also exists that more executives should be more minority executives should be given an opportunity in front office situations. And he came out and said, we have the most diversified front office in the NFL. I don't know that for a fact. I haven't looked at their entire front office roster. Mm-hmm. But if he says it, obviously he's done the research and he's done the calculations on it. Right. So that's that's improvement somewhere. But in terms of the most visible entities on a football team, which is the coaches and the players across the league, well, not the players, but the, but the coaches, it still shows 
that there's a neglect in that regard in terms of equal opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. No question about it. Yeah. It's, um, and again, I, I applaud him for at least addressing it and coming out with it. But there's also a part of you that says, okay, well, you had somebody in place who a lot of people liked and thought did a really good job. And that's nothing against Frank Reich. I think Frank Reich, you know, was caught up in a bad spot in, in, in Indianapolis, too, with that ownership there for sure. Um, so that leads to what? Two gigs still open. Colts, mm-hmm. Cardinals. Which job's more appealing? Cardinals, oh. you have. <laughs> oh. Oh. Did I did I lob one what, up here? Here we what, go. Go ahead, guys. What, I'm going to Arizona in a Minnesota minute. All right, forget weather for a minute. What, I'll deal with that. Little, I'll deal with that little midget out there in Arizona. I'll deal with that. I'll, <laughs> I'll see, deal with that. And that's what it is, you know. As far as the organization versus the quarterback situation, it's as it, to me, it's just two losing, two losing um, ways of thinking, man. Like you got to an owner that sticks his head in the door too much, you know, all right, you're the owner is your, what you say goes, but what, yep. what you're saying is totally unconducive to what you're trying to do is, and that's win a Super Bowl. You you don't allow your guy to win a Super Bowl, you know, so you got to sit back sometimes and, 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 and let, this is like my, you know, my company, I got, I got, you know, nursing companies. I don't know much about nursing, even though I got an MBA in uh, healthcare administration and finance. I still don't know enough to run the companies. You know what I'm saying? So there are other people that run the company who are more, who are more diligent in you know the day to day stuff than I am. Mm-hmm. But you go on a football field, I you know, and and you know, here I am. I'm I'm the I'm the guy that you know you go to and say, hey, you know, what should we do here? What are you seeing here? This is what I see. I I'm I'm the pedophilias. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm that dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just got to know. What you're good at, what you're not. You're good at making money, dude. Go ahead and make your money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me win you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If he had that f- type of viewpoint, it'd be a, a that'd be a, a nice job to go to. But yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. You go to Arizona, bro. You you got a mess down there, bro. You got a mess. Like defense, they're good. You know, I, you know when I look, they they still have the same defensive coordinator. But do you want to go through all that? You know what I mean? Um, are they going to keep – what if you want to come in and you want to change Vance Joseph? Yeah, then what? Yeah. I, I don't like either spot, to tell you the truth. Right. <laughs> give, me Arizona, give me Arizona seven days a week. Yeah, I guess. I mean, weather-wise, it's, it's a no-brainer. But I mean, but you would deal with him not being – the quarterback position is the, the, the key yeah. position. Right? And, and when you don't have somebody that really wants to be – knows how to be a, a good quarterback, that's tough to run an organization there. Because it's hard to hide what he is. You can't hide what he is. And since so you, you can't hide what he is, you, I don't know if you'll be able to win. So, you, so you'd rather deal with an owner who, who ain't playing with a full deck? No, I'd say I don't like neither one of the situations. I know, but I'm saying Rob said which one, either or. You got to pick one. You got to pick one. Hmm. That's still tough. You have, I, you have no quarterback in Indianapolis. You have a pouting kid in Arizona who you've got to rein in, but I, you know, I, I, I take the less of the two evils and I'm saying Murray just might be that evil. I, I'd have to go with um, Indy. What? I would go with Indy. Yeah. Because you almost have a fresher slate. Like yeah, you can go get you a quarterback. Yeah. You're not handcuffed with Murray. 
Yeah, you handcuff you, you got a meddling owner, dude, that you don't know what he's going to say at any given moment or how much input he wants to have in a roster. It hasn't worked up to this point. You want a meddling owner? I go to Arizona State. I just it had to, to be win. negotiated. It had to be negotiated, bro. If you if you you acting like that, man, then you know, just give me my money and I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, hey, all right, yeah, so well, give me that warm weather. I don't care about that dome in, in Indianapolis. Still snow on the ground in winter, baby. Well, I, I going on. Oh. I'll let you know two weeks from now when I'm when I'm down. Oh, I'll let you he's know gonna rub weeks. it in a little. All right, I'll let you know two weeks from now. No, see, um, I like that because oh, I'd be doing coming. the same thing. I'd be doing the same. Oh, thing. you should. Yes, you would. Yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, go ahead. Go There's ahead. No, no question, you'd be enjoying that. You would use oh, that. What? What? Right, so so, who do you think? Do you think they gave up too much for Peyton? Do you think Denver gave up? So they gave up a 23 first rounder and a 24 second rounder. They did, however, get back a third rounder. Do you think they gave up too much? To get him in there in uh, in Denver, no, no, no. Um, the Saints got the draft capital they wanted. Um, Denver Denver needed uh, somebody who could turn this thing around in a hurry. They got embarrassed by Nathaniel Hackett. Um, no, no, I don't. No, you know you've got a team that's built to win now. They should. Everybody was picking Denver to to, to raise some kind of heck in the yeah. AFC. See yep. what I'm saying? With that yep. roster? Mm-hmm. What? I mean, it got the defense. And you look at the players they got coming back this year also. All we need is the right guy to turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, Nathaniel Hackett was a much nicer version of Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer created a mess down in Jacksonville for the wrong reason. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett just, just wasn't ready to assume the role. You know, he didn't burn any bridges. He just wasn't ready for that role. Yeah. And some some people are not head coaches. It's plain and simple, mm-hmm. you know. But they've got a, they got a heck of a squad coming back. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's all you need. So, no, I, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Uh, and D'Amico Ryan's it just makes perfect sense. This felt like the most, you know, perfect marriage. I know how bad the Texans have been. I'm saying, but just in terms of player, there started his career there was a stud there left did his thing under good really good defensive people mm-hmm. and then got his opportunity crushed and then goes back it feels like a right finally Houston got something right for me and keep in mind they got a lot of draft capital with with the Sean Watson trade and, and some of the other things they did yeah. go get your go get your quarterback you the number two yeah. team go get your quarterback yeah two of the first 12 picks in the draft 40 million in cap space uh, you've got some good pieces that you can, and they're going to pick high in the other rounds as well. Mm-hmm. So you're in a good spot to build this thing. Now you're not going to win right away, but you're moving in the right direction. And the two mistakes that you made as an organization uh, with David Cully, with Lovey Smith, now you got back one of your own. And let's face it, D'Amico Ryan's is the kind of guy, he's not going to say anything that's controversial. Right. Um, everybody loves this dude everywhere he's gone. You know, I think he's a perfect compliment to get a lot of people off your back and to help people forget about the Deshaun Watson fiasco in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a home run uh, for a team that hasn't hit a lot of home runs uh, lately. That's for sure uh, with that move that they end up making. Uh, all right. So we're going to come back and we're going to take your questions in the chat room. So you got some good ones. Throw a little question mark, as Chris D does, which I like, in front of the question. Fire them our way. 
We'll get as many of the best ones in that we can get in. We'll continue the discussion. We've got a lot of other stuff to hit, birthdays, movies, all that good stuff, how we usually close out the show. Get it back to the Eagles. There is some news, some not great news today, which we'll touch on again, and we'll hit on some other Eagles topics when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We're Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Right back. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, owner appreciation event. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Post-game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post-game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. everybody welcome back and final segment of the show thanks for hanging out with us he is Derek Gunn he's Barrett Brooks I'm Rob Ellis all right so uh let's uh, get some questions from the chat section here uh don't want to look past Super Bowl but 
What do you see as being the most critical position to address going into next year? Because at some point we need to plan for life after lane. All right, good question from uh, Eagles0536. I don't think you need a, a plan right now for lane. Um, you got a couple years on that. But uh, but most critical position, well, I think you can look at it a couple different ways. It could be edge rusher if you lose Brandon Graham. It could be defensive tackle, I think. But I'd probably go number one corner, especially if Bradbury walks. Yeah, uh, I go both of those too. I go either corner or safety. Um, even with that first round pick, I might think about a corner. Um, yeah, a shutdown corner. I, I mean, I, that that'd be my my first thought, my second thought, and I know they're not gonna gonna um, put a first rounder mm-hmm. on the safety position, but I mean, safety is right there also because we, you know, we don't have really anybody coming back. At safety. At the safety position, no. We don't have anybody coming back. Yeah. I mean, does Garner Johnson become the top priority because of the, the amount of takeaways and whatnot? Maybe. Yep. He Maybe or Epps, Epps is going too. Epps right. Is right. And and you draft a corner, that way you don't have to pay him as much because you're already paying Slay a lot. Yep. It's tough. <clears throat> what's, the, what's the market price for a top safety nowadays? It's a cheaper. It's cheaper than right now. It's cheaper than corner, I guess. Yeah, it's cheaper than corner. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's a good and a bad situation to be in. You don't want to break up the band, but the NFL dictates you have to. You have to keep changing. You have to keep changing, changing the pieces. You know, and and I tell you what, with the way this team performed as a whole. Free agency hit at the perfect time for a lot of these players, man, and they're gonna they're gonna cash in on this yeah. because when you're at the top, everybody wants to pick off your best. You're right, you know? and they got a lot, man. They got a lot, man. They and, do. They do. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go to Nick Sirianni uh, owns Arizona here. How will it be possible to win a Super Bowl without rookie QB contracts? Again, yeah, it kind of ties into just how you prioritize this thing. Here's the other thing: you need to start nailing these drafts, and you better hope that the guys you took this year who were kind of red-shirted, you know, like we talked about earlier with Jordan Davis, you know, Cam Jurgens, who may be stepping in. Is it possible, speaking of that, that they plug Jurgens in at, at guard for, say, Amalo? If, if Kelsey didn't come back. If Kelsey comes back, is that possible? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was going to happen this year, to be yeah. honest. And it didn't. I you know, because of the depth and, and say Amalo held him off, it didn't have to happen this year. But um, I can see that possibly happen happening next year. I don't see the Eagles paying a guard big dollars when you have that kind of depth at that position. They'll just plug and play. Yep. Yeah. Because right you, now, yeah. You're right. Because right now they got uh, Jack Driscoll still. Wait, who? Yeah. Wait, what? A guard. Oh, guard. oh, my bad. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're bad, Gunner. You're oh, bad. good. There you go. Uh, yeah, they're real, you know. TG Matt, do you think they can repeat? I get where he's coming from because, man, it's hard to repeat. Hard to repeat. It, it doesn't happen, it feels like, it ever is. in the it NFC is. East. Exactly. You know? and, and a lot of it is going to depend on and, and tie in, the, you know, Gigi, to, to how many they lose, how many people they lose, and how at, at what critical positions, you know, that those those guys who walk are. But it's it's a fair question. When was the last – I'm trying to remember what the year was where, where they had the uh, – the last time there was back-to-back – Division winners. It may have been 2004, I think. Yeah, it goes back to Andy. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, it goes back to the Andy days. Like yeah, 17 absolutely. years, 17 seasons, something like that. All right, uh, Richie Mack. 
Where and when is the Derek Gunn Super Bowl watch party? Uh, watch party at his house. The D Gunn watch party. I will be at Ocean Casino. Oh, great. Thank you, Kate Robinson. Yeah. yeah, I will be at, at Ocean Casino on Super Bowl Sunday with uh, Mike Missinelli, Seth Joyner, Mark Farzetta, Devin Caney, watching the Super Bowl with hundreds and thousands of gamblers who will be there as well uh, doing pre- and post-game shows. This is the first time I will not be at home watching a Super Bowl since 17. Yeah, since the Eagles. 17 yep. season. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's right. Shh. Uh, fitness rebel Eagles right. win the Super Bowl. Do you see them making a repeat appearance in the next two, three years, given that we have significant players that are free agents? Yeah, I mean, fitness oh, yeah. rebel, they, they've done a good job turning things over, you know, mm-hmm. as the years have gone on. But first off, it's really hard to repeat, period, right? I mean, it's been forever since somebody repeated in the Super Bowl, and the Eagles are going to lose a lot of talent. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good question. I think it's going to be tough. I, I think, but but three years from now, anything can happen. It's such a quick turnover in this league. It is. It is. But you you have you have the right pieces in place for the next two to three years to make it happen. Yeah. You look at the left look at the left side of your offensive line. Dickerson rookie contract deal. Yep. Uh, Mylotta just got his new deal. You look at the receivers. Devontae Smith rookie contract. AJ Brown two more years after this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, your quarterback ain't going anywhere. Yep. Um, you you got you, You're gonna have to replace. You're gonna have to restock the cupboard on defense. That could be a big one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But offensively, you got all the pieces you need to be an upper echelon scoring offense in the NFL for the next couple of years at least. Yeah. Yep. And 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 Chris makes a good point. Hard to repeat, but well, we're in a much better place than the Rams. You know, right. So they, they Rams won it and they and they kind of just sold out and, and they're gonna pay for it. But the Eagles didn't give up all their draft picks and no, you know, they they've stayed. They signed a bunch of big contracts either. They they all those contracts they signed are are gone. Right. Yeah. And you got two first round picks this year, so you can easily re- replenish the, the cupboard mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. with, with a few key players. And you're gonna have to get younger. You have well, to. Even if you trade that tenth pick, you could get a couple of picks. Yeah. And, yeah. and really start to, to build off of that, you know, that, yep. that's uh that's where it's at for sure. I would, I would think, you know, and that, that's the direction they end up going. All right. Let me that's, hit the, this. that's what they're going to do, bro. They, yeah. that, they're they're going to, they're going to trade that 10th round pick and sneak another, um, a first rounder this year or a late, t- an early two or something yeah. like that this year. Yeah. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me. All right. So the, the, the other news that, you know, not good coming out of the Eagles camp is reason. Now, granted this, this guy's not, likely to have an impact or wasn't even going to dress for the Super Bowl, but nonetheless, he's a member of the Eagles. Uh, reserve offensive lineman Josh Sills indicted on rape and kidnapping charges in his home state of Ohio. Mm. This date dates back to 2019. Um, so it's, you know, we'll see what ends up coming of it. Um, but either way, it's just, it's one of those things where you're Nick Sirianni, you're like, I, I, I don't, this is not something you, you want as you gear up for, for a Super Bowl, you know, you just, there's just, you don't need that kind of, uh, you know, distraction and it's a bad look for the club in general, even if he's, you know, not guilty. We'll see. Yeah. Um, the NFL, just... but I get news. The NFL has placed Sills on the commissioner's exempt list. He may not participate in practices and games or travel with the team while on the list. That's according to Rob Motti from the Associated Ooh, Press. Wow. All right, so he's on the exempt list. This is coming from the league, not the Eagles, from the commissioner. So he he's he's not with the team. He's not practicing or traveling. 
So uh, sorry to interrupt. Wow. Yep. No, that means to tell me they've done a, they've done some in depth investigation early in this thing because you don't make a snap decision like that without doing your homework. So obviously, they've done some homework and they see some things that just don't sit well with them uh, to make this decision now. You know, let the course do its due diligence to see how it all plays out. You, but you're right, Rob. You just hate to see this be a distraction. And I don't think it will, you know, you don't minimize what happened. But we do know, and it's a fact, that because it's not a prominent player, I don't think it'll be a distraction in one way, shape, or form from this team getting ready to play this big game. Yeah. Yeah, and then, look, they're, they're a focused unit, that's for sure. And, you know, frankly, he's not a big part of this thing. He's on the team, but he's not a big part of it. And, that, and that's, again, not to make right, light of what right. this is. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's uh that'll probably be the last we see of him anyway, I would guess, around these parts. All right, let's do a little uh little birthdays here and we'll get back to a couple of Eagles things and we'll keep firing away those questions. We'll get to all the uh the good ones if you have some good ones as well. Um, all right, birthdays. Uh Harry Styles, Barrett's favorite. He is twenty nine years old, the young heartthrob. Barrett has a poster of him in his bed. Above his bit. Uh, so he's uh he's 29 today uh actress sophia turner is 27 years old today she's been in a lot of stuff for game of thrones game of thrones sansa stark yep yep uh ronda rousey former uh former boxer mma i don't know whatever she's doing now she's 36 years old she's in the wwe now is that what it is oh that's right it's wwe that's what she's doing now yep get that money Uh, she's getting paid uh for sure uh clark gable the old actor from back in the day uh was born on this day in 1901 uh brandon lee who was the son of bruce lee who was on his way to probably a big career was sad he died on the set uh, of the of the movie that he was yeah that was that was weird like his pops did yeah terrible weird you know he got shot by a a, a gun in a scene supposed to be a prop gun a, a prop gun and they allegedly took the cartridge out, but something was wrong with the blank and all this. Stuff. Man, it's terrible, man. Oof. Terrible. Uh, Michael C. Hall from Dexter and a lot of other stuff is 52 years old today. Uh, Langston Hughes. Langston, yes. The great Langston yep. Hughes. He yep. was also born on this day um, uh, back in 1901. Same day. Mother the Son. My fraternity makes, you know, learn Mother the Son, you know. So, yeah, that's the. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Oh, that's cool. Um, Julia Garner, who's a great actress uh, from Ozark and a lot of other stuff. She plays Ruth, Ruthie in, uh, in Ozark. She's 29 years old today. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, who we just lost recently, uh, was born on this day in 1968, uh, Elvis's daughter. Cheryl uh, and Fenn, the actress, she was in Twin Peaks and a bunch of other stuff, is 58 today. Um, Rick James. The super freak himself, <laughs> born on this day in 1948. Uh, yeah, we lost Rick. Rick. Rick uh, went hard. Let's just yeah. put it that way. He wasn't Woo! exactly. He wasn't in it for the long haul. So he probably wasn't going to live a super long life with the the way the super freak operated. So he uh, he left us a few years back. Sherman Hemsley, yeah. who is a Philadelphia native. Yep. George Jefferson himself. Yeah, he's a Philly yep. guy. Uh, was born on this day, 1938. And basically was a recluse. You know, uh, yeah. he, he he did not want to do the role uh, on the Jeffersons. They had to be, he had to be talked into it. He he didn't like he didn't like the Hollywood lifestyle style, never married, never had any children. Um, yep. He was just a recluse and they had to talk him into it to, to get him to do it. And lo, lo and behold, look how it turned out for him. 
right. And yeah. he had, I think he lived in New Mexico. Or yeah. He, he yep. shunned Hollywood. He wanted yeah, no he parts of yep. the Hollywood lifestyle. That's for sure. Uh, Garrett Morris, who is still with us, 86 years old, was part of the original Saturday Night Live, not ready for primetime players and done yep. a ton of movies and TV, you know, since as well. Survived uh, getting shot several times, too, in a robbery. Whew, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, 86 years old. Uh, the director, John Ford, uh, was born on this day. Direct a lot of John Wayne stuff uh, on this day in, in 1894. Also uh, helped give Steven Spielberg kind of some advice at the beginning of his career as well. Uh, big boy. Big boy big is boy. Yes, yep. He's getting bigger and bigger. He's 48 years old, big boy, uh, today. Boris Yeltsin was born on this day in 1931. Mm -hmm. uh, who else am I missing here? Jessica Savage, who was a former newswoman from the Philadelphia area, died very, very young. Uh, born in Kennett Square. Born in Kennett Square. She had a like a rocket rise and things really crashed hard. She had a lot of uh, like addiction problems and other stuff. So she passed away very young. Uh, born on this day, 1947. All right. Anybody got any other uh, birthdays? Oh, yeah. Robert right. Tractor Trailer. Robert Trailer. Uh, yeah, he passed away in 2011. Yeah. Yep. Heart attack. No longer with us. Yep. Yeah. Malik Seeley also. Yeah. Passed away in 2000. Yeah, there was a car accident. It passed that way really young. Yep. Um, Rob Nikovic. Oh, yeah. 39. Passed. Yep. Yeah. He, I worked with him uh, on ESPN a couple of times. Yep. Um, Paulie Shore. Oh yeah, the oh, weasel, fifty-five. Yep. So yes, yeah, it I got. That's all I got. How about you, Gunner? Oh, uh, let's see. We got uh, Grace Kelly's daughter, Princess uh, Stephanie of Monaco. She's okay. fifty-eight. Okay. Uh, let's see. We also have Don Everly of the Everly Brothers. Yeah. Um, he would have been. Uh, he died when he was eighty-four, two thousand twenty-one. Uh, Bill Mummy, who played uh. Will Will Robinson, a Lost in Space, the original series. Okay. He was a big time child child actor of the sixties. Uh, Heather Morris from the movie Glee, thirty six. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, Rachel Lefevre, forty four, from the movie White House Down. I love that movie. Okay. Uh, White House Down. Let's see. We have Kevin Martin, who played twelve years in the NBA, he was the twenty sixth overall pick of Sacramento. Oh yeah. years old. Yeah, he hung around for a while. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we still have BB uh, uh, Besh, who played, uh, who's best known. She had a forty two year career, best known for playing in Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Okay. Uh, Ray Sawyer, uh, vocalist for the seventies band. Uh, he's eighty one. Uh, he, yeah, he's eighty one. Hmm. Uh, Doctor Hook in the Medicine Show. Remember that band? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was a vocalist for them. Mark Recchi oh. won three Stanley Cups with three different teams, Pittsburgh, Colorado, and Boston. He's a good He's, guy. Yeah, He's a good, good guy. dude. I covered him in Pittsburgh. He's yep. 55. Yep. The actor Stuart Whitman, who played on the streets of San Francisco, 92 years old. Mm. Still with us, huh? All yep. right. That's okay. it. And uh, I'm out. I didn't have much for the movies, man. Uh, American Gigolo, uh, which was Richard Gere uh, from 1980. I didn't see much else. You guys got anything else? Movies? You got Mulan 2, the animated movie. It's a good movie. Kids movie. Came out in 2005. Okay. Kung Fu, the movie with David Carradine, came out in 1986. Mm. The movie Ring <laughs> Rings, which is a weird movie. I still don't understand that movie. Came out uh, in 2017. I'm not meant to understand that movie. Yeah, I don't get that movie. And a movie that's really good. It's like one of these narco movies. It's called uh, Miss Bala. B-A-L-A. Okay. Really good movie. Came out in 2019. That's one you guys should watch. Okay. All right. Good yep. list. 
good list right there. Uh, G Meta says happy birthday to his daughter today. She turned 16. Happy go. birthday, daughter. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. There you go. Happy birthday. Yeah, very cool. Um, all right. So, yeah, that was uh, that was some of that. So, where we are, and by the way, Shield Kapadia tomorrow uh, will be joining us. Uh, we're looking forward to, to talking to Shield, getting his insights. Shield's a great guy to talk to because he not only covers the Eagles and does does it in a great way, but he also, uh, you know, is an NFL guy as well. So he'll give us, you know, kind of the latest from uh, from a chief standpoint, you know, and what this thing looks like. But, uh, you know, Shield, uh, podcaster for The Ringer and uh, is formerly athletic and ESPN. He's been all over the place, but he's really, really good. So we'll talk to him tomorrow. Uh, you know, a lot of what we're going to start to do, I think, in week two is when you get into the nitty gritty with the matchups and whatnot um, with this game. But I'll tell you one that just leaps out at me first is what do you do to just contain Travis Kelsey? <sighs> you know, not let him kill you, not let him be that third down guy that that finds the end zone all the time. You know, because let's face it, the Chiefs receivers are solid, but they're not great. No, You know, especially with Tyreek Hill not there anymore. So it, it, it's going to be huge to just not let him, you know, take you apart like he does to most teams. It's hard, man. It's hard trying to cover him because he he knows where he's supposed to be at. He gets to the open field. You know, he understands conceptually what defenses are trying to do to him. And it goes back from his former QB days where he's looking at it through what his quarterback's looking at, looking at. And that's a lot of the times that's why those two are, are, you know, so close and they know where each other are because he wants to think like a quarterback and you know, it's, I mean, when he knows where he needs to be, it's hard to keep him from getting there. So, you know, he's fast, he's big, he's strong. He's the number one tight in the league right now. Yeah. And, and those two are so connected, too. It's just yep. hard. It's just yep. hard because they are so connected. I mean, he's he's obviously, you know, one of the weapons. But every everything, just everything <clears throat> permeates off of Mahomes. And – Ability to make people better. Like I was on with uh, Jody and, and and John McMullen this morning, and they asked me for for a sleeper on both sides. I wouldn't call him this guy a sleeper for sure. Um, and Beth Bird's uh, three sixty five, but the the guy that I would say be careful that, and you may not be super familiar with is Isaiah Pacheco. Oh my goodness, you can tell him. That kid's a baller, man. He's tough too, man. He's tough. He's Rutgers kid. Yep. 5'10", 216. They got him in the seventh round. He was the 251st pick overall. He rushed for 830 this year, guys. Five touchdowns, five yards per carry. So I, I wouldn't sleep on him, you know, and it's not the well, of other weapons, but he's one to watch. Eagles better bring their tackling game better than they did against San Francisco because you're not bringing this kid down with a shoulder roll into him. You're not yeah. you're not shoulder rolling into this dude because I've seen him bounce off too many tackles. Mm -hmm. You know you, you you're talking about Kelsey and and don't get caught up into um, him having a hundred yards receiving. This dude is dangerous. Go back to that game early in the season they played the Raiders. He had seven catches for twenty five yards before touchdown catches. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like are you kidding me? Don't get caught up in the monster numbers. Watch him closely in effectiveness in terms of where he is on the football field. But that dude Pacheco, dude. I mean, he's not biggest. He's not the biggest dude out there either. But you cannot bring this kid down, man. This kid is tough, you know. And I never heard him from. I never heard of him until basically this season. Yeah, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I didn't hear much about this kid in college ball and stuff like that. But no, overlooked. Kid, he's a baller, no question yeah. about it. 
But that's if you look at it, it's crazy. I was, I was looking at this the other day. The um, I'll pull it back up just to, to, as as we speak. But the Chiefs uh, draft this year. Have you guys looked at the amount of impact players that they that they got from this year's draft that are on the field and, and playing right away? No, it, it's a lot. It's mm. a lot. Like, all right, let me let me give you the uh, the selections here. I'll, I'll pull it up in one second. Um, Sorry, I see a whole lot of people out like Sky Moore. Yeah, um, like right, so here, here it is. Uh, Nick Bolton in the second round, yep, who's become a monster, who's yep. a local guy, a Missouri guy, right? Yep, University uh, of Missouri, right? Yeah, University of Missouri. Yeah, he's a, he is uh, he is really, really good. They made six picks in the draft, right? Um, he made in in 2021 um, or yeah, 22. I'm sorry. I got to pull up 2022. Sorry. Pull up the wrong one. I gave you the wrong year. My apologies. Um, hey, don't let that happen again. Yeah. It's um, they got um, Trent McDuffie. Who's been yeah. better than I thought. Yeah. 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 McDuffie, yeah the corner out of what? Thank you, Barrett. The, yeah, and then George Karloff, this with the, in the first round, first round, Purdue defensive end, Sky Moore. Sky Ward receiver. Uh, yeah. Where'd he go? Like Colorado, something. Western oh. Michigan. Western yeah, Michigan. That's right. Western Michigan. Yep. Um, um, Brian Cook, a safety out of Cincy. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Leo Chanel. Yeah, linebacker out of Wisconsin. Yep. Josh playing a lot Will- for him. Yep. Yeah, Josh Williams. Um, later, they got Jalen Watson, who's become a monster. He's a yeah. corner. Yeah. Washington State. He's a big corner. He's like six one. Yeah. About two two ten. Two two oh five, and then they get Pacheco in in the seventh round, two fifty over. So that Brett Veach, who's a former Eagles front office man, has done a heck of a job there. Right, He's done a really nice job, and right. and he has a lot of say in that too, you know for sure. Well, it's it's, it's like my guy Rick Burkholder said while we're jaw jacking during the course of this show. He says, you know what? Say what you want about us. He said, but here we are, sixteen wins, fifth straight AFC title game, third Super Bowl in four years, and we're supposed to be in a reloading. Uh, a reloading year and you yeah. look at the schedule we played this year and he's what does that say about this organization that's yeah you know, you're right I, yeah you can't argue nope. you can't argue with results you know yeah. uh, a lot of make coaching. A i'm telling you and a lot of coaching and a lot of strategic moves like you just said with each you know making all these strategic moves getting this, these players in here man and you know you lose tyreek hill you're thinking oh my goodness the passing game is going to fall off the planet they just bring in decent receivers and keep that machine moving. They didn't yep. need the Tyreek. They said we didn't need Tyreek Hill to do what we do. I'm like, they do oh. have a lot of guys hurt right now. That you mean they do. Their receivers are banged up. They do. Yeah. Yes, they do. Tony's out. Nicole Harmon's been out. And Juju, Juju was out, right? And Juju, yeah. yeah. But like the Eagles, you know, they got that extra week to get some people back. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's big. You know. It is big, man. And that's why it was all the more impressive what he was able to do. You know, uh, he being Mahomes, what he was able to do just to kind of get through. That game with, with missing three wide receivers, the bad ankle, the whole thing was it was pretty, pretty wild, man. And he's he's just different. That, that's why that's the thing you really worry about here is even if you get up in this game, it's not going to be like the Giants game and the 49ers game where it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. This thing's never mm-hmm. over with that guy. It's never over. Um, all right. Well, it's over for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice do transition. Nice. Do it. After I screwed up the draft thing, I needed to come back there. Uh, so uh, tomorrow, like I said, Shio Kapadia is going to be hanging out. We're going to keep it rolling, man. We're just going to keep cranking 
throughout the week and then in the next week as well as you get set for the Super Bowl between the Eagles and the Chiefs. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. I uh, want to thank Lane Johnson, who we had on a little bit earlier. I want to thank Xander Krause, producer of the program. Everybody in the chat section, good questions for us today. We'll do that each and every day. Everybody streaming, everybody listening. We do appreciate it. Don't go anywhere. Dan Cilio coming up for the next three hours. All right. For Derek, for Barrett, I'm Rob. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you guys same time tomorrow for three hours of power. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Post game show with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.